Hello, guys and girls. Welcome to episode 86 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or leave us a nice review on iTunes because that would really help us out. I hope everyone's having a nice weekend so far. And thanks to those that are joining us live in the chat today. We really appreciate you getting involved with the discussion with us every week. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. And first up, this guy likes to roll the dice and throw speculation to the wind. He also enjoys eating VR head straps for breakfast. <laughs> it's, of course, Nathy. How are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> do, I, do I need to explain myself here? or He's getting hungry. No, He's getting you can, hungry. You can, or maybe we can talk about okay. it later. Up to you. No, no, I can. I can, I can let's, let's say that I predicted that Arizona Sunshine was coming to the Oculus Quest or is still coming to the Oculus Quest because even after me showing off as, as a fool on the internet this week, I still think it's coming. I still feel like it. But uh, in the end, I said, like, if I'm wrong, I will eat a head strap. So uh, what is the time on... frame on that? If, if you, I mean, it <laughs> could days. still be coming. Three, three years and counting, it could still be. Yeah, well, that's be... the problem. I, I <laughs> thought it was going to be a launch launch title, but maybe maybe it's going to happen later. I don't know. But I, I just I just I just feel like it's 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 happening. But people say that it's not possible, that that it's a too too much of a big game to so can we little. can we confirm this now for our for our you know dedicated viewers that you know if it's not a launch title that you'll eat a head strap live on the F Reality <laughs> yeah, podcast? Sure, yeah, sure. I, 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 no, I, I, like you know, you know, I can't, first podcast I can't, in June. Yeah, but you, you know, I can't physically swallow it, but I'm happy to chew on it. Okay, a actually, that's all I can do. Actually, right. like like fellow like fellow people in Guinness World Book Records, right? <laughs> yeah, people, yeah. People sure. have people have honestly <laughs> eaten a Cessna, a small plane. So yeah. trust me, you can digest the headset strap it is humanly possible and I, I believe sir sir that you have committed yourself to this very task I, yeah. if i if i cut it into little pieces maybe with some 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 yuppie sauce i could <laughs> i could do that but yeah. what well, you don't already, do that you already hold don't. one one guinness world record right in, in vr uh, yeah. so this this could be your second you Th know? that's true this could be my comeback into yeah. the next uh, yeah if you're you'll, particularly you'll hungry you just continue on and eat the whole headset <laughs> and you'll be the first man alive ever to have consumed a headset full actually the the chat is giving some uh, some uh, suggestions 360 life says get a blender you can get a vr hmd <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I can blend my strap and then eat it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, enough of Nathy in his head strap, but maybe we'll touch on uh, this more later on. <laughs> uh, next up, this guy is a true archon. When he's not forging keys, he's exploring the virtual worlds. So, a resident VR Twitch streamer, Zimtok5. How are you doing, man? You're right. I'm a I'm a fantastic man right now, Mike. I've had a lovely week of reconnecting with my wife and spending extra time with her and the kids and after the bank holiday weekend last weekend it's just like it's nice when you get that extra bit of uh family time in there so uh that plus uh, having hit a whole bunch of different headsets you know having played with around the oculus go this week uh just reinvigorates me for new headsets coming so i'm uh, just super enthused at this stage you know 
Awesome. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. By the way, like if you want to, you know, make a, a nice meme out of Zim with his, you know, green screen in the background, feel free to do so. <laughs> Post them, uh, you know, mm-hmm. share them with us via Twitter. That would be hilarious. Uh, so pull a face, uh, Zim, for... Uh... <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Let, let's move on. You don't want to know what happened in the audio. Uh, so uh, next up, when he's not educating us about science, he's winning chicken dinners in Pavlov. It's, of course... The rowdy guy. How you doing, man? You're right. I'm all right. I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, I've been actually quite busy this week, so uh, I don't have a lot to talk about. <laughs> no, no, nothing okay. interesting, at least. I've, I've just been hard at work. The PhD is nearly done, so uh, looking forward to finishing that one off finally. <laughs> it's, nice. It's been so many years. Ugh. Nice. A lot of people enjoyed your uh, your science segment on last week's show. So uh, yeah. we're definitely going to do more of that. We heard your feedback. Uh, so we'll probably try and do it maybe once a month or something like that. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. even more depending on the amount of time that I that I get, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of us found it really interesting. And it's nice to sort of learn something as well, you know, uh, during the show. So, yeah, props for that. Uh, if you don't know who I am, uh, I'm Mike, host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a packed show for you today. We're going to be giving you the details on the new Arizona Sunshine DLC coming soon. Uh, Nathie's going to let us know if playing Mario Odyssey on the Nintendo Labo VR is any good. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week. And finally, we'll be giving you our predictions for what to expect from Facebook F8, which is going uh, live on Tuesday. Uh, But first up, let's find out what everyone's been playing and their highlight of the week this week. And uh, let's pass it over to Nathie first to see what he's been up to. Well, next to, uh, to Mario Odyssey... I haven't been playing that much. <laughs> okay, we'll save save Mario Odyssey for later. Yes. This, um, this is my favorite part of the podcast where Mike like tells people like, okay, tell us what you've been playing this week. We all know this question is coming, but I have to say it's wonderful whenever I see Nathie's face turn that lovely shade of like feck. I didn't quite well, play enough. I don't have me, anything other than what we're dedicated to talking about later. What am I going to put in here now? What am I going to slot in here? Something. Let, let, let me let me tell you that at at the start when Mike was always asking me this question, I was just having my channel open so I could see what I played yeah. because I'm so busy that I sometimes even forget what I played. So I was like, oh, I played, uh, uh, yeah, this, and that's how I usually pulled it off. Um, but. Um, no, something else that I did play, and it's it's an hour ago, so this is fresh. Mm-hmm. I built my last Labo kit. It's mm-hmm. the uh, camera, the underwater uh, camera, with yes, the goggles that someone else can wear, and uh, it's it's so cool. It's wait, it's, wait. it's it's amazing. Yes, someone I'm can wear Un- underwater camera, cardboard, white, what? Yeah. So you have the uh, camera, and then this is a co-op experience once again. So. One person is wearing uh, these these underwater uh, uh, goggles, mm-hmm. uh, this snorkel, mm-hmm. and then um, the the one with the the labo kit, the camera can see this person in VR as a fish, and then you can make Ooh. a photo of this uh, 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 person popping up, and it's well tracked. You know, this person can move forward, backwards, and shake his head a little bit. It's it's super super fun. And this is the thing, like I've seen it, but I'd never built it. But basically it's like, it looks like a pair of cardboard glasses, right? Yes. And then it's got these like reflective plastic stickers on there. So yeah. that's what the Labo kit uses to sense its position. 
Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. can take pictures. Yeah, so you can play it together. So there, there, there is a lot more in the box than just these um, mm. regular Labo kits. There are like upgrades you can use. I think there's even this little windmill that you can build for your uh, toy uh, con bird. Mm-hmm. And then you can use, like, you can blow against it and it will activate an effect too. Maybe you can fly faster or something. So there is more than meets the eye in the box. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't do those additional ones because by that point, I'd probably already spent about eight hours constructing cardboard things. <laughs> I was kind of done. So I was like, I'm just going to stick with the main ones. Um, but yeah, so you haven't built the, the little windmill one yet. No, no, okay. I, I'm still trying to find it in this messy box now because it's almost empty. Um, but it, it's it's one of my favorite uh, things to show off to people when they mm-hmm. come by. Uh because it's so colorful and it 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 kind of pops, so it's it's one of my one of my go tos right now to show VR with. Mm. It's just very accessible, isn't it? You know, yeah, everyone can just get in it and understand it. It's kind of designed for kids anyway, so everything's very simple to mm-hmm. understand and intuitive. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, uh, nice. So is that the last bit that you've finished building now, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and, and 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 it's funny, like these goggles. I thought like they're 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 pretty easy to make right it took me another 20 minutes it's unbelievable <laughs> like you underestimate how how much time it's taking to make this stuff yeah and you're going to be talking more about the nintendo labo because you're going to be talking about your experience with mario odyssey yes. later on right exactly yeah awesome awesome okay well let's uh pass it over to um to zim then and find out what you've been playing this week if you've been playing anything at all yeah i mean the main thing for me is uh readying for quest and getting my streaming wireless stack ready for the oculus go which works so that's freaking fantastic because basically uh, for those who don't know the innards of a go and the innards of a quest are quite similar so mm-hmm. we expect i should say the stream stack to be the same so that'll be fun um Played a few things on there. Uh, I'll highlight, let's, let's say, one and a half games. Um, so I did play Covert with my wife, which was lo- loads of fun. And I know you guys, Nathan and, and, and Mike, you guys got to play that together. So I think that's a known. People know that's great already. Um, but I, And I would concur. Uh, but I played a game that I passed up on the Go store. And I don't often, in the releases section, talk about Go games. This didn't release that long ago. Um, but I'd seen it on the store. It had kind of a funky name. And I was like, that's weird. I just passed it by. Uh, but on the recommendation by Ramarcus, who's the biggest YouTuber for Go content and just hit 10K, congratulations, Marcus. Um, I, I I played this game called Echo, E-Q-Q-O, um, which when you see it written, is written in a really strange way. It's like a third person follow a blind boy around who's carrying the egg of a snake god game. If you've ever played one of those games before, then please post the name of that game in chat. But Echo, again, E-Q-Q-O, uh, was really nice. It had a kind of a Zelda feel to it. I didn't know about this game. The audio, the, the audio design, the puzzles, were like really satisfying. And I'm really keen to go back to it. I only played it for about an hour. Um, but it's definitely one of those that I think a lot of people will probably look at. And because the name is kind of weird, just pass it by. Um, and I would recommend people to try it out if you like single player experiences. So that one really, um, really shown for me. And then and then there's something I played yesterday that I, I just have to mention because I, w- I played tennis for about 10, 15 years. Like my dad was a huge tennis nut. And um, 
big, big into that. And this uh, first person tennis simulator dropped and I was like, this is going to be so shite. I've done all kinds of things. I've done you know, <laughs> VR regatta and all, all these, all these different simulators that just, they never feel right. They, they really try hard and then they just don't quite make it. Um, but I have to say the physics and the feeling of the game, um, not for single player, I'd say, but if you were going to play another human, I think it would feel really fair. I haven't done that yet. And I, that's my next objective is to go play with a human. But everything mm -hmm. from doing the bounce, bounce of the ball to the serve, um, to the court size, to the way that uh, when you swing, like it's a proper simulator and you can swap between arcade and sim modes. And there's even a few running modes that are really interesting, like a momentum where you're running to the ball using the analog stick or when the ball drops, almost like, uh, again, arcade simulators, you teleport and then you're ready already in the right spot to, to either backhand it or forehand it. But I, yeah. I just wanted to call it out because when I looked at the, the screenshots of it, I was like, oh, this looks great, but it's gonna be terrible, you know, as I was thinking in my head. And then I played it and the only restriction I really had is the fact that above my head, I have a previously shattered light bulb. Um, no, it's been replaced since, but I have been known to, in my room, doing an overhead swing, smash my light bulb, which is a bared light bulb sitting mm. up there. Mm. So I didn't want to do that again. So I felt really restricted in this space. Uh, I'm going to set it up in my Vive room. It's about 20 bucks on Steam US. And um, if anyone's a tennis mm. fan and has a friend afar uh, who also is a tennis fan, I'd say both get the game and play it. I, I think it's going to be the kind of game like poker players where you want to socially sit back and play with someone from afar. That's what I felt. I felt like this is going to be really mm -hmm. good for people to actually have a bit of a go. Not super physically involved. It's not going to get you the same heart rate as like Beat Saber, but you'll be moving around. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought it was worth a mention. So that was yeah. uh, first nice. person tennis. So if I don't have any friends, then I should play selfie tennis instead, I, I feel like. Selfie tennis is fucking weird, man. Uh, selfie tennis, it if is. you haven't seen yeah. it, is like these giant ball people. And you're hitting them with tennis balls. And every so often, your ball changes. Weird. It's the wackiest game. And all of their games but are wacky. You but can play with yourself. You can play with yourself on the other side of the court. And you just teleport back and forth. So yeah. yes, to your question, it's probably a more satisfying single-player experience. I don't think that's what Nate meant. Oh, I keep that one in the middle for now. How far, was that six minutes in? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> sorry. So with this, uh, with this game, would you say it's more sim than arcade, or a bit of both? Yeah, it, it definitely. If you don't know anything about tennis and tennis swings and all that, I think it'll kind of catch you off guard. But if okay. you know a little bit, and you've hit a ball around a court, then mm -hmm. it, you'll feel feel right with the game. And that's what got me because getting that feeling of like hitting the ball, the ball physics. Uh, the different swings and when you're going to make it or miss it, it felt spot on with my tennis experience, which mean, means like even the near net shots, which you know are going to drop short, felt right from swing to net. So uh, I was really impressed with the physics. But uh, yeah, more more sim than arcade, for sure. And I think I think this game is only on Steam, right? That's the only... I've only seen it on Steam. I think I played it on Oculus Home, though. So uh, Oculus Home and Steam. Yeah, because I, I, I picked it up there because of our white label. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay, then cool. Yeah. Uh, what about you then, uh, Rowdy? What did you uh, play this week, dude? Yeah, I actually played two games. Uh, one was a bit with Zim. I played some uh, Contractors. I still love that game. Still think yeah. it's one of the best shooters out there. And then I also played quite a bit uh, of, of Pavlov again. Um, very different, I think, both titles. Uh, I, I still see Contractors as more like the, you know, the competitive kind of like seen a bit more it requires a bit more of that like that edge and that skill i think uh with pavlov uh, I, I mean there's a lot of people that are playing competitive pa pavlov as well of course but the way that i play it is still more for like 
fun, you know, like the TTT maps or the Battle Royale or like just messing around in the in the in the game. And they've done some awesome updates in that game uh, in, in Pavlov. So yeah, definitely want to give those guys a shout out. New gun models, new maps. Um, looks pretty pretty impressive. Nice, nice. It's funny because uh, I think I caught some of Zim's uh, contractors stream the other day, and I mm -hmm. saw that you were playing with the uh, the force tube, and the yeah. uh, the the clack 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 of the force tube is so satisfying when you hear that <laughs> sound like on stream. You know, the best part really is cool. when I when I'm playing an like an exercise -y game like that, I'll wear a lav mic, and the thing is when it's right here next to the lav, mm -hmm. it comes through as like yeah, it, it sounds like a mill sim, and you're like clack 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 like it's it's fantastic. <laughs> I agree with you. The, the audio is as good as you'd want it to be in production yeah it was Definitely. it was it was really cool it was really cool i also asked what the, what the chat played this week sure, go and, for uh, it. i've seen a, a lot of stuff actually pop, uh, popping up i've seen people paying uh, orbis vr reborn i know that mm. they did an update as well recently uh, they so did. it looks like uh i'll cover it have been i'll cover it a little one. bit later all right, cool. Uh, Beatron on the go, uh, an Egypt 360 experience. I hope that is not the one that we covered. Oh, uh, God, no. Was it Tomb, Tomb Slayer? <laughs> Tomb Slayer. Tomb Slayer. Um, and then uh, I saw that Paradise Decay played Ninja Legends and Space Ops VR. I first oh, yeah. read that as a Space Oops, which sounds like a very different game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> City of Heroes uh, by Z-Treak. Jamie Cruz played uh, Expect You to Die. Slightly Heroes, I see as well. Autica, Seto Corsa. So there's a, a lot of different kind of games that actually, which is awesome to see because I know in the beginning when we asked these kind of questions, yeah. It was always like the same game, but you can mm. see there's like yeah. a variety now popping up. People still mm. playing uh, like like Nick, Apos, playing Fallout 4 VR and Final Assault. Red Dead Redemption. That's not a VR game, but okay. Uh, that's okay if you still uh, still play that. <laughs> um, but yeah, th I think those are... Oh, and Aaron Thompson on Facebook played Slightly Heroes on the go. And he really enjoyed the Facebook 3D photo integration with the Oculus browser on the go as well. Oh. Spend a while going through those. So Nice. Yeah, nice. If, if you enjoy Slightly Heroes on the go, uh, <laughs> yeah. then me and Nathan are actually in-game characters in there. Uh, yeah. If you use, what is it, uh, tag VR Oasis or Nathy, then you'll unlock both of us. It's like both three, three characters. Three letters, I think. N-A-T and... Ah, VRO. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Or OAS, maybe. I'm not sure. But try, try Mike doesn't all. remember his own. <laughs> no, Did you say it anymore? OAP, Mike. OAP for old age pensioner. Is that it? Yeah, yeah that's probably more, more right. You know, I've got Alzheimer's or something. I can't remember. Um, yeah. But yeah, like a bit like uh, some of you guys, I didn't really play much this week. Uh, I've been having a sort of a bit of a rest because I know that the next few months are just going to be absolutely crazy for all of us. You know, we've got, you know, the, the Quest, we've got the Rift S, we've got the Valve Index coming and we're going to be covering them all. So it's going to be a very busy time for us all. So this is like mm. kind of the quiet before the storm, I feel. So this is the, the last chance you've got yes. to kind of have a bit of a relax. Uh, so I did go and see Avengers Endgame. I won't talk about it, but um, I'll just say that I really enjoyed it. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about, uh, I thought would be worth sharing, is that I've been testing out uh, something for the last few weeks with the uh, original uh, Oculus Rift. And that is uh, this, which is, um, I'll show you the camera now. Spender. It's uh, a virtual link adapter uh, mm. for the original Oculus Rift. So basically what this does is hmm. uh, it reduces the HDMI and USB uh, port from the Oculus Rift into a single USB-C connector. Nice. So if you've got one of those new uh, NVIDIA graphics cards with a virtual link port, which is a, like a USB-C port, mm. uh, you can buy this cable to adapt it so you don't have to use a HDMI and a USB on your PC. So mm. uh, 
What what cards at the moment have that adapter? Because I don't think I have them on mine. I'm on 1080. Yeah, so it's just the new 20 series graphics cards from NVIDIA are the first ones to uh, adopt it in their new range of cards. Mm. But they're part of a consortium with uh, AMD, Oculus, HTC, uh, Microsoft, all the big players in the industry basically have all agreed that this will be the standard moving forward. But it's just that no one's really released a headset with this as the standard connection just yet yep. because yep. the cards are so new. And it doesn't so seem like there's going to be one anytime like soon, soon. right? No, but what I'd like to see is that, you know, uh, HTC and Oculus and all the big players, they, you know, incorporate adapters themselves in the box. So you don't have That'd to wor the worry about these, forward, yeah. these third party solutions. But, you know, Acel in the meantime are, are creating this uh, adapter for the Rift. Also works on Windows Mixed Reality, by the way. Uh, I've got the cable here so I can quickly just show you the connections, what they kind of look like. Um, so if I just hold it up to the camera here, you can see uh, yeah. the the HDMI and the, the USB, USB. 3.0, yep. and then there's the uh, the USB-C style connector at the end. Um, the cool thing is that it also adds a 2.5 meters uh, extension to your cable uh, as well, like which is about eight feet. So you have more cable slack to play with as well. And, uh, huh. you know, I've been using it for like the last three weeks with the Rift, and uh, it's been great. And the thing is, like, when I think about it, it's like, oh, you know, it's just such a shame that we've still got all these sensors plugged in to other USB ports on our computer. So um, bye bye. I reached out, I reached out to Acer. I said, look, you know, like, you know, Rift is obviously discontinued now. They're not going to make any more. So, you know, your product is kind of a bit late to market in terms of its like life cycle. So really, you should be focusing on, you know, the next iteration, which is, of course, the Rift S. Uh, but of course, the Rift S uses DisplayPort. So yeah. it's not going to be compatible mm. with this adapter. But I said, you know, it would be nice if you released a DisplayPort version of this for the new headset. Yeah, uh, and they did actually reply and said they are considering it, uh, making an adapter that would be compatible with both the Rift S and also the HTC Vive Pro because both use DisplayPort. Um, and then I thought about it, like that would be so cool because then all you'd have is one single USB-C connector to your PC yeah. with the Rift S because it's got inside-out tracking and that's it. Mm. So... You know, you free up all your USB ports, everything else. Uh, so that would be super nice. So they're considering yeah. it, but well, um, but with the Vive Pro, isn't there also like a power cable to the link box? Yeah, but potentially uh, it would be enough uh, power output through USB-C to power it as well. Oh. Um, so that would be super interesting. Uh, I know that there's some solutions uh, using uh, sort of cards to power oh. these headsets as well. Yeah. But... I would love to see like one adapter for all headsets and then you yeah. could just plug everything in there you want. Yeah, exactly. That's a good another That's good bonus point. about this is that you yeah. could have like my Rift plugged into uh, you know the USB C connector and then the Vive Pro connected through you know yeah. DisplayPort yeah. or like like a switcher you know where it's like oh I'm now going to use this. It's of course for the VR enthusiast, but uh, mm. I did use my Link Box from my from the Verse Five for a while and it worked with the Rift One too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But of course yes. with the Vive Pro one, it's not you can't do that anymore because it's no, a different. It connection but a lot of exactly. these like mike and i'm looking at the the connectors that you were showing uh most graphics cards ship with like an hdmi to dvi or, or things like that like those little short adapters so no doubt you could with the rift s or whatever convert and just do that so you just daisy chain and get right into the box as if you were hdmi you know what i mean like well, so... i don't know if that it exists for hdmi and usb because both of them have to go through the same but you're, um, but what I'm, no, because like, so he's, so he's, it's a two to two mapping, you know, we're not talking about trying to merge two into one connector. I'm just saying that your problem is that instead of it being DisplayPort connecting, yeah. 
you want DisplayPort to HDMI, which usually yeah. oh. ships in graphics mm. card boxes, those little, yeah. they, or they go for like a 10 or in a PC shop. So yeah. you might actually, if you're a current Rift owner, this product, is it already on sale, Mike? I assume you can get it. Yeah, it's already on sale. It's like 49 US dollars, uh, which is kind of expensive. But, you know, if you've already spent like a lot of money on a, on a new RTX card not, or whatever. It, yeah, I actually don't think it's that expensive because for, for an eight foot extension cable or to make your own up, it's still going to cost you 35, 40 quid to do that. So yeah. actually, if you think about it as being an extender, you know, mm. giving you that extra room scale space, it, it's it's just right on. Yeah, when when, uh, when the Rift S, uh, you know, when we eventually get one, I will experiment with using an adapter from mm. DisplayPort to HDMI to see if it works. Uh, I'd be super curious. I never even considered that as an idea, actually. So I'll I will I will try that out. For but otherwise, it works because I didn't hear that from you. So you're like you're you're happy with it. It works well. Oh yeah, for for the for the original Rift, uh, perfect. You know, it's a, it's a great little solution, especially if you've got one of the newer cards, uh, just because <laughs> you don't have you know all those things coming out your your PC and you know it's just such a small slimline little connector. I'm, I'm, can I scare with a statistic just for a second? When I had my PSVR up here and was you had my uh my Rift and my Vive in the same room same had him into the same PC. I was using 18 USB ports in one machine. Oh, that's insane. Like that's 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 the level it got to. And then I started to kind of move stuff out of this room, but it feels so freeing. This is the most nerdy thing in the world, I think, Mike. But it feels so freeing to free up one or two more USB ports or three. Like it just feels like this is candy I, now. It's I, so weird. I think I'm I'm currently at that at that level as well. Like I'm, I mean, especially if I like because I have like two PCs, yep. and like one for stream, one for gaming, one for recording. So I think I'm like way over that in terms of like used USB ports because I even have like a USB hub like where I have like I think eight eight different slots. That's crazy. I really don't know how you manage two PCs. Like, uh, it's bad enough on one PC, you know, but... Well, if you get into the flow, it gets a lot easier. Yeah. I yeah. just can't wait for the moment in time USBs don't exist anymore. How about that? <laughs> I hate USBs. Yeah. Just yeah, everything wireless. Yes, please. So that is what we played uh, this week. Um, so let's move into some quick news then. And uh, the first bit of quick news is some cool news from Vertigo Games, uh, the creators behind the VR zombie shooter Arizona Sunshine and the VR strategy series Skyworld. Are they coming uh, to a quest or? Uh, well, <laughs> Nathy knows apparently. So we'll talk more about that later. Um, but what we do know for sure, confirmed by the developers, is that Arizona Sunshine will be getting some more DLC content uh, in a new expansion called The Damned. Uh, this is the second uh, DLC pack that they've released for the game. Uh, the first one was called uh, Dead Man, uh, which I played and I wasn't overly impressed with. I don't know about you guys. With, with the rocket launch, right? That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. I, I, I mean, it was best... cooler to play it in the arcade because they had like yes. with like that backpack and, like, yeah. and you could like walk around. Then it was actually cooler. But in terms of like just like as an add-on to the game, it was a little bit disappointing, yeah. I totally agree with you. That's a really solid point, actually, because mm. they they showed the Dead Man DLC as part of the location-based experience at Gamescom yeah. and some other events. And like you said, Rowdy, it was really great. Like some of the mechanics they used in that experience were like I've never seen before in VR. Mm. Um, you know, physically having to step over a, a, a gap like yeah. in a broken lift shaft and, and feeling that sense of height was really next level because they had this huge play space you could move around freely in. Um, but yeah, the actual like DLC you got to play at home was kind of a bit disappointing because they didn't really introduce any new mechanics and there was only like a couple of new weapons. Yeah, but I, I like Arizona Sunshine is a quite an old game. It's like mm. one of the first ones that came out. Didn't it like launch in 2016? 
Yeah, yeah. And I think the other so. the other thing as well was that you were mainly indoors in the DLC in a, a military sort of bunker, uh, like you say, trying to launch a nuke to try and stop the zombie outbreak. Um, <laughs> and it was really dark and drab inside, whereas the original game was very bright and vibrant outside in the desert between the yeah. canyons. And it was kind of like an interesting setting to be in, um, but not so much in the DLC. Uh, but this new DLC called The Damned, uh, which Vertigo Games state is their biggest expansion yet, it will actually be a prequel to the original game and the Dead Man DLC and places you on a mission where you're tasked with reactivating the generators of a hydroelectric dam, hence the name The, the Damned. Kind of interesting spin on the <laughs> spin there. Um, <laughs> Cringy. But, but basically, you power the dam uh to then power the military base which then launches the nuke in the dead man dlc so this is kind of exactly just before that that part of the game took place oh, wait wait wait! Okay. who are we launching the nuke at again the, the zombies sim pay attention no i honestly the reason i was snickering earlier because mike's like oh we were launching this missile at the zombies i've played through arizona uh, sunshine like straight through in once in one session uh, which was a long day and I don't remember that at all. All I remember is shooting some Zeds. So, you know, maybe the story wasn't as strong. I love the voice acting, though. The voice acting in that game is the the, the story in the original, because I played the, the full one, was actually that you have um, a radio that is broadcasting uh, something. of uh, you, you go and look out for, like, something that is, like, uh, a safe zone. You go in the, on the lookout for that. And there's a, a radio station that you need to need to go and look for. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But it's it's interesting that there is still um, you know an, uh, a demand for DLC for this game. Yeah, like I, I welcome it. Although I didn't particularly enjoy the last expansion, I hope this one uh, is a bit more interesting. You know, maybe it has some new mechanics in there. It's co-op as well, which yeah. is always fun if you've got a buddy to play so with. Um, you know, and this really Arizona Sunshine alongside Killing Floor Incursion. You know, they 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 both stand as like the best zombie shooters you can play in VR. Yeah. I think, uh, especially because both are co-op as well. So if you've got a buddy to play with, mm. highly recommend playing both of them. And it really. was one of the first that really hit like um, how to do like the the shooting mechanic in in VR mm. um, and reloading and stuff like that. As and well. reloading, it, it yeah. really felt so satisfying yeah. in that game. And and it wasn't easy either to mm. to aim and shoot. Um, and it's it's one of the only games on PlayStation VR that use the aim controller. Aim controller, so. yeah. Ah, oh, that's an interesting point. I didn't know that. Um, the DLC will, of course, be coming to PSVR as well, alongside uh, Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, and Windows MR headsets, and will be dropping this summer. So worth keeping an eye out if you're a fan of uh, Arizona Sunshine. We've uh, we've not got it confirmed that it's being released for the Quest yet, so, you know. <laughs> there, there will be a day that everyone's like, oh, dang, he was right, he was right. But yeah. for now, I will I will play the fool. Okay, no problem. Yeah. I will eat a he, head strap. To, he, to, he was right, know. and we made him eat a head strap. Oh, that poor <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's even worse. That's even Just worse. two days later. It's like oh. the dude who's on like death row, and like, you know, two days after, like, oh, he wasn't guilty. I, 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 got, I can tell you, I got downvoted to Middle Earth on Reddit for bringing <laughs> fake news, according to the community. But trust me, I would never bring fake news. It's, it's, it's spot on, I feel like. Maybe I should just break into their office. They are based in... Yeah. in the netherlands so technically if i would just uh take a, a pair of binoculars with me and i would just wait for someone to put on a quest or something we got it confirmed yeah. I, I just i just hope that they're going to be watching this podcast and hear Nate say this and then like oh, make him like so eat good. the hat strap and then I, like one minute after you ate it oh by the way guys 
if, if, they, if they are watching the podcast right now or they watch it later, they will just giggle because they know that I know. <laughs> or the other way around I don't even know I, I, I want Vertigo Games to send you like a, a head strap like shaped cake or something <laughs> you know <laughs> yes with yuppie sauce please yes uh, uh, but yeah enough of that okay. let's move on to the next bit of quick news and then uh, we've got some uh, congratulations uh, in order this week and that's for the, the team at Cyan uh, they're the developers behind Mist, Riven and Abduction uh, because I don't know if you're aware, but on the 26th of March this year, they launched a Kickstarter campaign, their latest adventure puzzle game called Firmament. Now, they had a really ambitious goal of $1.2 million, and it was looking a bit touch and go whether they were going to make it happen or not. Um, but in the last sort of few days of the campaign, they managed to secure $1.4 million US dollars in crowdfunding, which is absolutely amazing for a crowdfunding campaign anyway. You know, uh, So congratulations to the team for pulling it off. Uh, if you're not aware, uh, Firmament is going to be like a, a deeply immersive uh, narrative adventure game for both VR and PC uh, that stays true to the storytelling, artistic integrity, and inventive puzzles that Cyan holds dear. Uh, during the story, you'll have uh, a helpful uh, clockwork companion to assist you on your journey called an <laughs> adjunct, which kind of reminds me of the um, the kind of uh, little companion in Destiny. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, but you know what I mean? The little floating cube that kind of helps you out. That's kind of what it looks like. Um, and although this game firmament is designed and built for the from the ground up for VR, it's also going to be playable on a traditional screen as well. And I know that Zim is a huge fan of Cyan and uh, their yeah. previous games, so maybe you can share some experience you've had with Abduction. And did you ever get to play the firmament demo? I know some people did. Yeah, so <clears throat> I think I talked about it a little bit on last week's podcast, but just as a reminder, so that little adjunct, um, I forget what I called it. It was something like a doggy or something, but it's like it, <laughs> it, it kind of feels like your 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 little best friend and the the, le the level design of of the alpha demo um, that they released to a couple of content creators was really nice. Um, and I was kind of urging them. I was like, in the last hours, like, just get this thing out. If people play it, they'll, they'll put money to it because there's already, like, when you hear, like, pre-alpha and you go and you play it, you're done. You're not expecting much. You're expecting some cubes and maybe some horrible sound or maybe no sound. I've played demos with no sound before. Um, <sighs> but this was nothing like that. This was, like... You know, it felt it felt like it was eighty percent of the way there, maybe lacking a little bit of graphical polish, but the the puzzling and the environment, this feeling like you felt you were on the precipice of like either the Rocky Mountains or or, or maybe Everest or something, along with all the mechanical pieces strewn about the level in such a realistic, believable way. Um, and and it's funny because in the demo you reach at one stage. Uh, you reach a lift, you reach an elevator. Um, and it, this is like a thing that in, when you're playing abduction, they love their elevators. There's elevators like in, of all different types scattered throughout the level. And I was like, oh yeah, it's the cyan elevator. <laughs> and it was just like, take me to, to cloud nine now. And then you go up to this bit and you connect like these two, um, what looked like Tesla, like wireless power converters. Coils. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, this, this door opens up and you get teleported almost in a very... Um, uh, Charlie, uh, was it the factory chocolate? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, yeah. At the end of that, the Televator or whatever they have. Yeah. Um, so it felt it felt a lot like that, but it got me super excited just in terms of the feeling and the, the kind of this emotional depth that you you felt as you were playing the demo. And that was just a bloody demo. And I've <laughs> played Abduction, and Abduction was fantastic. I never beat it because it's bloody long. But uh, if you're looking for something to chew into while you're waiting for Firmament Firmament to come out, because it's, it's going to be a while. Um, was it? 
December next year or summer July, next year? July 2020. Yeah. Yeah. July 20. Okay. So, so summer next year. Um, but while you're waiting, um, there's at least a year's worth of content in abduction. Mm. <laughs> so also, kind of... I think it's, it's quite the achievement what they've done since, I mean, um, the, the, their funding goal was quite high. Like it was over, over a million. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do think that, especially in these times when like a lot of people are saving up for their new headsets and you're not entirely sure what kind of headset they want to go to. So they're trying to save up their money yeah. that they still managed to get such a, such an enormous amount of money. Um, I'm, I'm sure that yeah. they, that they, that they needed for such a game like that because they're, they're pretty big developers, but to get such an amount of money is a, is a pretty big win for mm-hmm. virtual reality in itself as well, that people yeah. are still willing to invest in improving developers that, yeah. that we all know are going to make a great title. So yeah. I think that's a pretty, pretty good thing. Of course, a part of the money that raised was, of course, not from people that save up for a quest. I mean, there are so many also businesses and other that throw money at it. But it's it's good to see that people still have, you know, a little bit of money left to support a game that might be one of the best VR games of 2020. Mm. Yeah, and I'm kind of uh, intrigued actually because Zim has played both Abduction and Firmament. Yeah. Like, how do the two compare in terms of like the gameplay and the style of game? Like, is it fairly similar? The um, the major difference is it like <clears throat> I'll, I'll I'll harken this back to Rowdy complaining about uh, the gamepad uh, mode of, of VR integration that is supported by Subnautica. Right. So mm-hmm. the difference between Abduction, where you go up to something and you're flicking a switch or pushing a button or changing a, a, a device or entering a code feels very binary in terms of its input. It's less analog. Um, the analog control scheme where you're controlling, you're basically controlling this hovering robot, right? And, tell, and telling it to go certain ways, like go go fetch that or go drop that bridge. Um, the interaction with the different elements is VR touch control interaction. And so I think that's the lovely U-turn flip here is that abduction was 2D game ported to VR. This is designed for VR game, very obvious and some lovely uh, elements, even like a flag flapping in the wind that's rightly animated that you can look around that just, it's weird, but like shadows and things that are just moving in a certain fluid manner really convince you that you're there. So that's what I would say is that the VR nature of this is uh, you know, it's designed for VR, and you can tell, which nice. is a very good thing. Nice. Let's say, let's say you don't have access to this demo. Um, they have a very nice trailer on YouTube that shows how beautiful how nice it, it is, is. and yeah. it's very good. Yeah, and also, you know, if you missed the Kickstarter campaign and you're interested in this game, uh, keep an eye on their website because they've put a notice on their website that they're going to be opening up more ways uh, to pre-order the game and help support the game's development, uh, which will probably include pre-order bonuses like access to this demo that you guys tried. I'll bet Uh, bet it will. Yeah, so if you're interested in that, go and check out their website, the Cyan website. Uh, Like I said, this game is due to be shipped in July 2020 and will be available on PC, uh, VR PC, and PSVR as well. I'll say one last thing there, Mike, because um, in terms of those pre-ordered bonuses and the demo and and the point that I made to them, which was you have a really good demo, even if it's a bit crunchy around the edges, you know, get it out there. People are going to want a a taster. Um, Don't hesitate. Write to Cyan Worlds, tweet at them, right? Say you want it. And like people do respond when they hear mm. stuff on social media. Don't think your voice doesn't matter. Your voice matters. So make yourself yeah. heard if you want something. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So huge congratulations to the Cyan team for reaching their stretch goal. Looking forward to seeing more of Firmament in the future. Uh, next up, uh, the whole VR industry this week had some amazing <laughs> exposure on uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So if you missed this, basically, uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, had Brie Larson on the show, who plays the incredible Captain Marvel. Uh, and they decided during the show, whilst it was being aired live, to have an impromptu game of Beat Saber. Uh, and this was just so cool to see on like such a you know a prominent TV show in the US. And they had a, like a, a nice mixed reality set up, you know, using an HTC Vive and Live. And they played played around each of, of Beat Saber. I think Jimmy played a hundred dollar bills and he completely sucked at it, but he was having <laughs> he was having a good time. And then then Bree he did came a nice in. spin though. He did a nice spin, yeah, which is pretty impressive. Uh, but Brie, like, she just came in and absolutely nailed playing Escape on hard. So she's clearly played the game before. You know, she's got some skills there. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, millions of people around the US uh, watch this show. So it was just really great to see VR get the spotlight on such, you know, uh, a great TV show like that. Like yeah. we had Ellen, you know, like a year ago, giving away Oculus mm -hmm. Goes on her TV show again, which kind yeah. of puts VR in the spotlight. Uh, and, and raises more awareness about what VR can do and, and what it can offer. So uh, yeah. it was super exciting to it's, see that. I don't think it's the first time they have been playing with VR before because they used no. it in like a like a game, like at the Velen show before. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I did, I, I do think with Beat Saber, they went, uh, more effort went into that to make that happen. It's not like, oh, uh, Jimmy Fallon or like his team picks this up and thinks like, let's do this. I think it, this was a... Like a shared, like I, I think some money got spent to to make this happen. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they did yeah. a really good job of it because mm -hmm. also they showed it in mixed reality. Yes, which I think yeah, is yeah. Like no, it's a so very smart. good way of showing it no, off. They showed way. like a short, shorter clip so that you know it was enough to keep people enticed and wanting more. So I think that was a very cool thing. And also, I was wondering if that was like trained in or that uh, that was something that was just like uh, spontaneous when when she was standing like uh, with her arms like like stretched like that and you could see like the lightsabers like burning holes in the floor like that that looked so epic especially in in, in mixed reality so i also wonder what it would be a, like a good job at that in, in 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 the crowd right in fallon's crowd like because you're 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 basically watching people record into a green cube and then on the monitors you must see the composition of the mixed reality so no everyone... i don't i don't think that's the case because uh, i know that uh, that jimmy fallon himself say said also like oh that looks so cool when you put like the swords in the in things so they must see you know how it looks when she is holding it no that's because not what he's... i no i mean like like you know if you're if you're compositing a weather show the people sitting in the booth with yeah. you know they're going to have a green screen yeah. behind them and then you have this like side monitor which shows you what the composition actually looks like to the viewers mm -hmm. that's what i meant yeah. is that yeah, you know, yeah 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 but it, it must have been really interesting because it doesn't just only promote vr it also promotes mixed reality and shows that audience yeah. how it actually works now that's not the millions of people who tuned in to watch the program but mm. i still think it'd be very, a very interesting story for you to go on jimmy fallon see this stuff and then go home and yeah. say, oh, I saw them do this bit. And yeah. that, that you might, might have inspired a couple of creators. You don't know. Yeah, that's it, true. It's awesome to think that, you know, people that maybe saw the show are now excited to maybe check yeah. Beat Saber out themselves. And that, you know, in, in 
you know, not that long now, they'll have access to a standalone device that can play that game. So, yeah. you know, yeah. with the Oculus I, Quest. I wish they went, like, if, if Oculus spent some money on this, they could have promoted the Quest that way, you know, and mm. said, like, listen, this yep. is what you can do with it. Uh, it's it's this like I honestly if I was was doing the marketing I would spend a big amount of money on just that instead of doing some other maybe commercials or stuff like that like we've seen in the past because this this is like this this went over the entire internet it was everywhere on Facebook Twitter Reddit everywhere um, it's it's amazing it's yeah. it's so cool and it shows that Beat Games is on top of their you know on on top of the the, the industry right now showing how far you can take VR at the moment. There, I, I think every other development studio can only dream of this exposure. Like almost no one can pull this off and it shows how matured Beat Games is as a company. Uh, and this is this is the marketing you want. It, mm. it costs maybe a lot of money. I don't know how much it costs to get your game featured on, on Fallon. I don't um, think uh, I don't think it was Beat Games that that, that paid up to have this featured on Jimmy no, Fallon. No. There's, there's yeah. no way that they could afford that. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I think that it, whoever did pay for it, or whether it's just the fact that they think it's a cool game and want to give it some exposure, either way, it did great for everyone in the industry. I think mm-hmm. uh, to put VR in the spotlight for yeah. for a little while, because like you say, like there was memes created from from the back of this. You know, Brie being obviously Captain Marvel in in the new uh, movies. You know, playing Beat Saber, there were some really cool like pictures uh, made with her showing the yeah. like the light. I, I saw that Victor Riddle made a very cool one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, like it stings me. I got to say, every time I see this, like, and I, I've got nothing against the HTC Vive. It's a good room scale experience. But seeing Vive every single time, like when my daily driver is Rift, is like, I don't. It's like people don't get it. <laughs> it's like they're stuck in 2016 mm. when Vive was like the shiz, and now yeah, but the I thing don't is, feel that way at all. For like, for mixed reality, the Vive is very solid to set up, and especially at a show like that. They, they like you always see the vibe. What makes reality? I, I always see the the vibe. What? There's no uh, difference. Mike, you tell me. Like, is there any discernible difference in MR <laughs> setups for Rift these days? I, I think Nathan makes a good point in that for um for a TV studio show floor, the vibe is probably easier to set up purely because of the base stations. Uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I was okay. also going to say the base stations are easy to set up, but you have more coverage and more yeah. precise tracking. Yeah, that would be the reason why. And you can do the 10-foot ten, think... cable to make sure it's perfectly in sync and you get some guarantees yeah. with that setup that you don't get with the Rift. Yeah, exactly. Fair, 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 yeah, fair point, yeah. I think. But um, but great expo- uh, exposure, nevertheless. Um, and then the yes. last bit of uh, quick news this week uh, is some kind of like really unexpected news. I never sort of saw this one coming. Um, <laughs> but if you're a fan of Peaky Blinders, uh, you're going to be really happy with this because, uh, you know, the BBC hit TV show uh, Peaky Blinders is actually going to get a VR game next year. Wait, wait, um, Peaky Blinders? I know. Yeah. What if, like, if, sorry, I'm I missed out on this because I'm not. I'm from the Holland land, but clearly blinders. Please, it sounds please like a home explain what show. is this. It's like a home improvement show where they just change your curtains, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've got you covered if you don't okay. know anything about Peaky Blinders. Um, it's a it's a British crime drama setting in Birmingham shortly uh-huh. after World War One, uh, and basically follows uh, the crime family uh called the shelby's uh and apparently the name peaky blinders they called that the gang is called that uh because they're renowned for apparently sewing razor blades into the peaks of their flat caps and then they use those as weapons against their rival gangs 
Yeah. So, mm. Oh, to, to very cut the yeah to cut their eyes right Peaky Blinders yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's, to to, uh, to, to cut them so they bleed into their eyes and then they're kind of blind. Mm. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Got yeah. It. So the blood comes down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I take it none of you guys have seen the show then. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. First no, thing I heard of it. So th- I've never I've never seen the show. I have I am aware of it. A lot of my friends actually uh, watch it religiously and, and really really enjoy the show. Apparently, it's like a really great show. Uh, not that I have enough time in my life to watch something else because I've got Game of Thrones and everything else going on right now <laughs> yeah. as well. One Punch Man. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I haven't seen it, but this new uh, VR game is uh, going to be uh, made, and it's uh, being developed by a London-based studio called Maze Theory. Uh, and we'll give you the opportunity to sort of experience this post-war Birmingham and join the Peaky Blinder gang. Um, and if that wasn't interesting enough, there is something really cool about this that kind of makes it stand out from the crowd. And that is the the developers maze theory. They received a lot of funds from the British government to develop a new kind of AI, which will be used in virtual reality in this experience to make the uh, experience more realistic. And basically this new AI system will allow characters in game to respond to the player's gestures, movement, and body language, making oh. the experience completely different for every individual player. Okay. Um, the uh, executive producer at Maze Theory, a guy called uh, Russell Harding, uh, stated, they will literally be part of Peaky Blinders' world and will be able to interact with characters in ways no one can predict. Fans of the cult show will have been calling out for this type of experience, and we're honored to be giving it to them. This huh. is the future of entertainment. So kind of a bold statement there. Um, but yeah, Peaky wow, Blinders we... will be coming to all VR platforms in 2020. Oh, that sounds that sounds really cool. Like we went from we we went from chatbot to this. That's a big <laughs> big step right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like this is this is awesome because you know, we we talked about um using AI as well for character interactions and how that would work really well in vr mm. you know s- someone that would respond to uh, emotion in your voice or emotion in your movements and the way you move and gesture yeah. would be really interesting and um you know because we've talked about having sidekicks in vr before is, is a really yeah. nice mechanic in yeah. vr games you know like uh, robinson the journey had that dinosaur you know we talked about firmament having this kind of like clockwork robot that kind of gives you help and advice um but using ai to add something to those would would really take these experiences to the next level um i don't know what you guys kind of think about that i've never played something like that before so i have no idea what what the experience is like and how that would feel and how accurate it would be and i'm i'm kind of happy for the experiment i'm also very hesitant at as a, as a gamer of many many years um i'm hesitant at any movie or tv tie-in because they're usually not great um yeah. but every so often you get a gem so I hope mm-hmm. they become the exception. And even if they don't, that they're a stepping stone for similar experiences. Uh, the only mm-hmm. other part of my my uh, reaction to this would be um, similar to, to the like the data collection side. It's like, okay, you're sampling all that stuff. You're taking my emotion. <laughs> what are you doing with that data? <laughs> so, <laughs> someone out there is going to be asking that question. I don't necessarily care that much. It, will, kind of, it yeah. will calculate your happiness and your depressions. And then sell you happy pills, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, happy pills, yeah. Happy pills. What did they say in Ready Player One? You know, we can put adverts over the screen up to 80% before players start having seizures, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's IOI. Oh, you know. yeah. Don't be an IOI if you're a company out there developing VR hardware. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
But just uh, while we're talking about AI in VR, we did actually play a game, or some of us did, uh, that used AI in a very smart way, oh, and that was um, Starship Commander. And we've talked about that previously on the show before, uh, made by Human Interact, and uh, they used AI to uh, do voice commands really well. So you were a, a, a pilot of a starship and you get to talk to your navigational commander uh, and uh, you know make decisions throughout the game just by giving voice commands alone. You don't actually touch a controller at all. Mm. Really cool little experience. Doesn't last very long, but it's a very good uh, way of showing the concept of using AI in a smart way to have character interaction done really well in VR. So I, if you haven't checked that out, yeah. go and just Look at look it up. Where 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 can people play that at the moment, Mike? Because I know it was kind of targeted at arcade, and they've they've shaped it up since I last played it. But um, is that available on the standard platforms? Do you know? Not yet. No, I spoke to I met the developer Alex yeah. uh, um, Pax in Boston, Same. and um, yeah, it's only available in arcades right now, but. They are obviously planning to bring it to home users as well, but I think they just wanted to flesh out a bit more um, before they they gave it to home users because yeah. like I think it was a what fifteen minute experience, although stand out, it was relatively short. And I think their target was more thirty minutes uh, for the final bit, but it was it was it was a very interesting piece of technology, and I think one of those things that even when we were trying it out at OC five on the on the showroom floor it was a bit like you know I could take this tech and just port it into so many other titles and it would be really nifty. So. Yeah. I'd be interested in what they do with that technology stack that they've created. They've got a few interesting things that limit them showing it off on a show floor, which relate to how they process cloud process internet. Mm -hmm. So they were running into that problem actually live on the show floor for PAX because the, because of the amount of like low latency data that they need to exchange with the server to process, uh, which wasn't yeah. a thing that I think that affects most other games that are trying to show. And it's not easy to ship all that you know processing equipment with you to the show floor. Usually, people use people like Amazon services and that to do that cloud processing. So, um, imagine, an interesting limitation. Imagine all those gigabytes flying through through the through a virtual space when when you show you're happy or or sad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you make a good point about uh, you know a lot of this um, processing power will have to be done in the cloud because yeah. it just can't be done locally. Uh, it's too intensive. So it'll be interesting to see if Peaky Blinders uh, VR experience will use cloud based. Uh, AI interactions as well. This is, it sounds so weird. It's like in the in the future, you can just deliver a hard disk of your emotions. There yeah. you go. We got some input on that on the in the chat as well. We have mm -hmm. uh, someone saying that uh, they're also trying uh, Fred Caserta. He's now looking to do uh, a first responders kind of uh, experience as well. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to make something like that for first responders in order to better prepare them. Called, like uh, training, fire you mean? Rescue like training yeah. them yeah. for that um, like yeah. emergency yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And also, amazing. Because... I saw that um, Joshua Johnston mentioned that uh, if Maze Theory can pull it off, that would would work wonders for educational therapy apps for things like autism as well exactly. where you're helping people to learn and understand emotion i think we talked about this a, a little yeah. while as well where indeed like you know virtual reality especially in a research setting is used quite a bit my first experience with a with a vr headset was actually um uh, on a neuroscience conference where i put on a headset and they were um uh, uh working on application to make people conquer their fear of heights uh, so they wanted to like trigger that emotion of like how how it feels like you know when you're when you're having a when you're standing at such a height. So that was actually my first experience in virtual reality on the awesome. K one. Yeah, amazing. And like you're totally right. You know, like for first responders and and people that deal with you know uh, very sort of like. Um, you know, intense situations, you know, to train them for that using VR is, is very cheap 
compared to you know real life training and, and time yeah. so you know I, I can only see that part of vr absolutely booming in the future mm. um but let's pass it over to zim find out what we should be playing next week what we've got to look forward to uh, some games we should be playing maybe some games we shouldn't be playing some little low balls in there so i'm excited <laughs> to see what you've got in store for this week. week he's like he's nervous he's like what's gonna come what's zim got for me this week what did he dig out of steam because you know where it's coming from you exactly. because we, we have no idea what zim is going to no. tell us during this during this section nobody like, knows except him there's a slight trepidation in everyone's voices at this <laughs> segment of the show um okay so i've got uh, actually this week um i don't have anything for psvr so if you're a psvr fan sorry uh but i am wearing a playstation hoodie so that makes up for it unless you're an audio listener in which case <laughs> fair enough it. yeah um so three things uh firstly before we actually get into talking specifically about this i was thinking mike i'd talk about a, a particular price drop if mm. uh if that makes sense. So I'll yeah. um, I'll talk about something that we spotted midweek uh, that dropped, which was of, let's say, pretty heavy surprise to me. Um, and I, I, I took it in a very funny way. So Ubisoft dropped the price of Space Junkies by 60%, uh, which 60%. is 60, 60 percent. Um, okay. And this is only, what, a month and a half, two months after launch, when mm -hmm. it launched for a very hefty price. I mean, in in, in UK pounds, it was like it was near on near on 35 pounds and it's coming down to like 16 quid. If you've just bought the game and, and you're seeing it, you know, now sold for two thirds, you know, less the price. What's your reaction going to be? Probably not a very positive one unless you're dying. Like I know a lot of the, the Space Junkies fans are for anyone to be in the lobbies because the average what? lobbies are like it's like single digits it's it's mm -hmm. it, they've been really struggling and i think the high price is absolutely the center of that and the thing that i think other developers should be learning from this lesson is there's a very stark difference between marketing a triple a title uh you know for a 2d environment for pancake uh versus for you know versus versus for vr and i, I really think that if i was to give just basic starting prices if you're an indie dev like I'll, I'll give UK pound prices because I'm in Scotland. Um, 12 pounds to 16 pounds maximum if you're an indie dev. And I think maybe, you know, from that 16 price point up to 25 to 30 pushing it. But you don't you, you don't push past 30 even at the top end. And I don't care how much your game costs to make. If you price yourself above that, you're picking it. Really slim pickings top of the pyramid. And I'm, I'm worried for you. I don't think that this solution is going to fix their problem. And, and I feel very adamant about it. I'm sad about it because... I played Space Junkies two years ago now at OC4, and mm. I felt it was one of the best kind of Unreal Tournament-y type games. What are you guys' thoughts on it, the 60% discount? I Like, before Space Junkies came out, I think what I suggested in one of the episodes was, like, make it free to play and then put these cosmetics in there. So I, I'm still supporting, like, mm. free to play complete, especially now after this mistake they made, make it completely free to play. It's your only way out because I don't know if they can save it anymore because this game came out... Because I just checked it on Steam uh, the 26th of March. It's yeah. like 31 days ago. So, I mean, you got to do something. And yeah, the price they were asking was way too high. I think they should have just gone for like a, a freemium model. Freemium um, model. But yeah. Yeah, like like personally, uh, I think it is a real shame. Because like Space Junkies is a game uh, alongside so Beat Saber that I dip into 
quite regularly. Uh, I've played it a bit this week, actually. Uh, it's just one of those games that you can easily hop into, play for like uh, 15, 20 minutes, jump straight back out and feel satisfied. And, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, like the gun models, the maps, the the hand mechanics are mechanics, like yeah. stand, stand out. Uh, and the gameplay is so satisfying. Yeah. But like you say, I think they really made a mistake in selling this game for like, you know, 35, 40 British pounds. If they'd have just, you know, gone in half that price. And I know it's difficult because they probably spent a lot of time and money developing this game. But exactly the problem is your main focus with a game like this is building your dedicated player base, Unity. you know, that, that, yeah. that wants to keep coming back. Uh, and and people aren't going to do that right now with all these headsets on the horizon when they're saving money is drop you know a lot of their budget on a single game. So and, and particularly when your eyes are on esports, when your eyes are on VR esports, and you're like, I want a two v two competitive match showing there on the you know showroom floor. We can all see it in the past Oculus Connects. They could be up there with the onwards mm-hmm. and like you know no no problem. And and worst of all is that it it this 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 hurts like future development on other games because yep. they're like yeah it didn't really sell so it's it no should market. be still yeah. do and and they have been in the in the VR market for a while you know they they made Eagle Flight they they made uh, Transference and they 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 like I really appreciate them being in the market as one of the AAA studios you know out there that still try to make new stuff uh, mm. but yeah but. but Again, that shows like you know what we have reiterated already a couple of times. Like if we if we ever like need to recommend something to a developer, it's like don't make a multiplayer title, you know, because there is at the moment. I mean, there are successful multiplayer titles. The the most successful games in VR are probably multiplayer. Yeah, but, but in, yeah, no, the, I agree. The thing is, the 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 market is not, I think, saturated enough for every vr multiplayer game to get like a community behind it i mean the majority of the of the multiplayer games that we have in vr are empty yeah that's true but in case of like space junkies and the way they made this title they could have pulled it off with the right price but it was i think yeah yeah of Uh, course with the right price or or just just as i said like freemium uh Mm, yeah i don't know i i hope they are going to like really reconsider right now what what they are going to do with this because let's say uh, uh pulling off some marketing right now on twitter and, and facebook trying to get people in the in the game is not going to save it anymore mm. it's kind of like you know you crashed so hard with your launch that now you need to find a way to get back up and I, I don't know i hope so because otherwise i don't know what what kind of impact will have on future development. And I kind of feel like they should come out with a statement. I'll be honest, because they've already done it with the pricing, right? With the pricing of 60% off, it says exactly what it's like, oops, <laughs> you know, big oops. And then here you can have it for cheaper, but I don't think that's mm-hmm. enough. And I actually think that Nathan, I think you're onto something with the freemium model, because if you look at the, even the 2D, you know, desktop games at the moment, a lot of those succeed very well off of that kind of model. And I think that if they're going to make a change to the way their financials work, that's is maybe difficult for them to do because there's, a, again, development no, effort yeah. necessary to, to kind of develop the kind of storefront and how you're going to sell items to people and all that. I mean, you could even do it in a way like we have with all the card games that are out there where, you know, the the the, the, the packages that you get, I forget, they're, they're like a crate or something that you get in the game and you get special items, but you could have, you know, unique skins and stuff like that. Well, that's or how the whole that, game has been built, you know, with yeah. these skins and stuff. You could it's earn already so built much money it. on it. Exactly. And, and, and there are so many titles that, that do it now that show that this works, you know, it's... It, like Fortnite, Apex Legends, there are so many, like yeah. even, like I play a lot of Rocket League. I bought this game for, I, th- 
I think like twenty dollars back in the days when it when it launched. Same. And uh, I, I still spent like hundreds of of, of, of dollars on <laughs> you know uh, like yeah, uh, season like the back passes to the future and, car and, and stuff like and, that. Yeah, yeah and, and then like opening cases, things like that. They could have done it here too. It's like in the like gamers expect that stuff to happen nowadays, but mm. yeah, like 50, 60, that's killing. That's mm. that's such a high price, especially for a multiplayer focused game only. If it was a you know a good I, I campaign it's, with it's, a multiplayer, fine. You know, I do, but... I do think it's near impossible to start like pulling that off now because you're gonna be pissing off the people who bought it now that it's all of a sudden. But what what I would maybe suggest is like Maybe start with like a free weekend again. Yeah, like you know, get get Good players call. back in there, and then say like, oh yeah, this discounted price is available from now on. So let them play a free weekend. Then play people get in there. The maybe the 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 maps get full again. Maybe you have like lobbies again, and then uh, get the discounted price, and uh, people might uh, might stick around. Yeah. But mm-hmm. since that's how they originally did it, right? They had a free weekend, and then they yeah. went on full yeah. sale. I, but I, they did it at the wrong price. Yeah I, yeah, I think that would be a good way to start off. Uh, although it's you know it's more concerning than than anything else I've heard because it's cross-platform too. We're talking about PlayStation VR here. We're talking about mm, Oculus yeah. Home here and yeah. Steam together, yeah. and then mm-hmm. there's still no one playing it, mm-hmm. or not yeah, enough like- people to actually get the servers like to yeah. uh but that's uh, in the chat there also onikazi is saying the business model for freemius is expecting somewhere around one percent of the player base buying things and i'm not sure if those numbers have changed recently but i don't think that vr has a user base for that yet it probably which doesn't is a, which is a fair point since so if you have one percent of a niche Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How how much is left then? Solid point. The, the, yeah. the, I, I love hearing the emotions around the table about this, the different opinions that we've got. Um, the only thing that I'll say, just because I, I sit on the opposite side of the table to Rowdy on this, I, my my advice to developers is not don't go down the multiplayer route because I think that some of the best indie titles, and particularly indie, I think I think AAA multiplayer is a tough spot right now to go into because you sink so much into development cost and time and you're not iterating fast enough. I think that the indie stuff like War Dust and what Onward started off as is a great way. So like start off rough and ready, couple of maps, whatever you want to do with your mm-hmm. multiplayer you know, game. Mm-hmm. See if your game design takes off with the player base and then start pumping more time and money into it. But I think that you know, hard polishing a title for two, three years and then launching mm. it at a massive price. No. It's its too much a waterfall technique. I think you need to back away from that. I, I think there, like, if you are a dev who wants to make a multiplayer now, uh, I think there is a lot of potential still in the co-op scene. Like, I haven't played enough co-op yep. VR. Uh, it's often to... an add-on, then. It's like something that comes on top of, uh, of what is already Sometimes, but experience. like, for example, Carly and the Reaperman is a game that has been completely built on co-op. Yeah. And it's it's, great. Such, it's such an amazing amazing experience. Yeah. There there could have there could be way more. And and the thing is, like when you're sharing with another player, like I play you know covert with my wife, and like those moments are just. I mean, we all mm. we've all had it. We've had, we've we've been in a mediocre game with a buddy, and it's been brilliant. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like like the the social makes the experience that bit much better. And I actually think that there aren't enough co-op titles yeah i mean arizona sunshine is a great one that's great to play with a buddy yeah super we we got a question from uh chris richardson by the way are you guys are you guessing or have you gone and seen the lobbies are empty it's a fair assumption but i wonder if this is just speculation that's not just like uh, so so published yeah mike you've got 
yeah, I, I actually went into the game yesterday uh, to play uh, to play a game, and uh, it was just one other person playing. So it wasn't like a full uh, game of four people. It was just me versus another player, and and that player was obviously a new player that they just picked yeah. it up on the discount because they were a brand new player. So yeah. uh, it, it kind of wasn't fun for me because I've already played the game a fair amount. Let, let, let's say in case of like if you if you are a pc vr player and you want to see if this game is catching up again if they reduce the price or what whatever they are going to do to solve this just check steam spy because you can see how many people are online playing it so that would be a good indication at least exactly. on the steam platform too <clears throat> of course then you still have oculus home players maybe joining and psvr but and that's where i saw it like i saw it before last week's podcast that on reddit people were talking about this and actually it was only shortly after that that we then yeah, saw it landed yeah. but on reddit they were showing that there were one or two like average players in yeah. most of the hours of the day you know for the lobbies yeah. which across as you said three vr platforms major is shocking platforms, yeah. this close to, to it's launch it's a shame like uh, this game doesn't deserve this uh, at all no, and yeah. ubisoft like the the people that worked on this title for so long because it has been in development for quite a while and they deliver they always deliver quality titles right agreed so <laughs> releasing next week <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we just relaunch this game like forget about the past it's just launching next week that would, would have been can <laughs> Honestly, we just turn back could. time and change the price I wish they could. I wish they could. Like um, in the gaming scene, it's like one one shot, one opportunity. That's that's what it's all about. There is no way you do can not miss your chance to blow. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally got that Mom's Eminem spaghetti. song into my <laughs> mom's spaghetti. Yeah, exactly. Okay, before we go too deep into Eminem territory now, um, the first game I'm going to show you is a. Um, this is weird. It's it's not advertised for Oculus Rift support, so it's HTC Vive and Windows MR. It's a game called Gadgeteer. So if anyone has actually played this on Rift, please let me know. This launched uh, last week, April 23rd, for just about 12 pounds, so probably about $14, $15. Um, I'll run the trailer for this now. Um, so this is a game that I would I would start with the opening question. Do you like dominoes and marbles? Because <laughs> this is about, yeah, Mike's it's raising the, his hand. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would be, Mike. Um, uh, You're one of those weird kids, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a physics-based VR puzzle game where you build chain reaction machines to solve fun and intricate puzzles. And actually, I think that tagline uh, suits the game right down to the ground. Looks really nice, great shadows in the game, good detail on the objects you interact with. I think we've all played games like this in the past. There's been a several, um, both through Toy demos. Box. What's that? Toy Box Toy, is one. Yeah. yeah. There was Toy another box. one I'm thinking what? of that was kind of that like Harry's name. What's that? Wasn't there one that changed its name because it was? I don't hmm. remember. How are these machines called again? Like oh, I know Pierhead Arcade. Is that the one? No, no. Okay. Um, I think I know what Rowdy's talking about, but it's not know. in my head. Anyway, we'll solve this. I'm sure post show. <laughs> this mystery <laughs> digging but, yeah. into our brains again. So they Rube, talk about Rube Goldberg. Exactly the, yeah, the yeah, Rube yeah. Goldberg game. They had to change its name because I think that the original like name. Uh, I don't know where it comes from. It's probably some kind of person who made these kind of things yeah. um, that got actually uh, uh, like had to say that they had to change the name. So they changed the name. It looks almost similar to this. So, so I'm wondering if it's if it's this one. So you think that this is maybe that game renamed? I'd have to look. I didn't see anything about that in the names. So it's got a sandbox Oh, yeah, the mode. chat is saying it changed to Gadgeteer. Okay, so that's this game yeah, then. Yeah. That's this oh, game. Okay, so it used cool. to be called Rube. The Rube Goldberg Rube, game. Rube Goldberg I, machines or devices or something. I like this new name a little bit better. 
Gadgeteer? Yeah, but the Rube, Rube Goldberg is the original kind of thing of like everyone who says like a good Rube Goldberg machine, things of those kind of kind mm, of things yeah. where like a ball rolls and then you start boiling your egg or something. The, you know? the, I gotta say there are some great music videos out there using this. You like you know where yeah. you're panning shots through anyway. So that's Gadgeteer, as I said, launched last week by MetaNush, um, HTC Vive and Windows MR. For some reason, Oculus Rift is not mentioned, and um, it's uh, it's eleven pounds thirty nine mm. pounds on Steam. That's Can we I'm really looking forward to like. Can Go we on. please have this one on that Labo VR kit, the elephant one? Yeah, exactly. This is why I'm so excited about this Gadgeteer game, because uh, the developers emailed me this week, and I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, hell yeah, this is like <laughs> this, this is like my jam. So uh, I, I've, I've installed it, but I'm yet to play it. So I'm hoping hoping to play it next week. Yeah. When I saw that, I immediately thought of Mike and um, the game uh, uh, Wrench for some reason. And yes. I just imagined uh, like, you know, parts of a, of a car like spinning in a garage somewhere and, and a marble running by. Anyway, uh, title number two, title number two for um, this is PCDR platforms. I know we talked about prices. This is launching at 35 pounds. So quite steep. What is it? Drum roll, please. This is a relaunched game. Uh, this is going to be, of course, Orbis VR. So um, I think there is a is there is a kind of a not a caveat. What am I trying to think here? Uh, there is a there is a compensating factor that we can think about when we think about that high price, um, and I'll, I'll mention that in a moment. So this game I'd played in its first uh, its first instance, it was just Orbis VR, um, and this is Orbis VR Reborn. So what did they change? Right. So now they've added a bunch of classes. Instead of three classes, there's now eight. Uh, so there's a ranger, musketeer, warrior, rune mage, shaman, paladin, bard, and scoundrel. I think that that's specifically for Nathie then. Um, but the game is is all about like community. Like when you when I got in here, out of all the VR games I've played, I'd say the the, the original Orbis community, like walking around town and all that, everybody was helpful. It was so nice, and people would just be willing to kind of partner up with you and play. But it really was like the first MMORPG that landed. It's been out for about a year and a half now. They're claiming about 100 plus hours of gameplay, AI improvements, five person dungeons. And the dungeons I've done, I did like a level 20 dungeon in there and it was great. There was massive stalactites in a cave. You had to drop on a boss. And so there's different game mechanics, boss to boss. It's not just grindy and you're leveling up. And we, we talked before about the skill mechanics of having to draw an actual glyph in order to cast a spell. Um, so it's designed for you know room scale virtual reality. There's a community aspect in it. And there's some things that they've added, which I think will really support the game, like direct messaging, uh, the VoIP has, has had a brush over, and they've redone the visuals as well. And people who've joined it who knew Orbis from before say it looks quite nice. Um, so, you know, Orbis is something, as I said, I've played, I've enjoyed it. Not being really an MMO kind of guy, I still had loads of fun with it, and I'm really keen to jump back in and see particularly if they fixed what I thought they broke in terms of the 30-minute ride on this blimp that you had, not blimp, but a flying ship that you had before, which was like you accidentally get on the wrong spot or get off the wrong spot, and you spend 30 minutes getting back to your friends. Trust me, that is a game breaker. <laughs> that was there before. So really keen to check this one out. I've seen already a lot of positive comments in chat earlier. So um, what do you guys think? And have you tried the original Orbis? I, so. I haven't played it yet, but um, I'm 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 a fan though. Like as a kid, I I used to really want to play like World of Warcraft. You know, I really wanted to play the game, but I didn't have the money to do like the the monthly fee that they had banned. And so I I would spend a lot of time like just like illegal servers that would like pop up somewhere and you could play for like maybe a day and they would take it out. So that was like my experience playing World of Warcraft. You know, <laughs> like finally get to level three and my character gets deleted. But um, yeah, I just think it's amazing that you have this kind of stuff now in virtual reality like as me as a kid right now i'd be like i'd be crying literally 
I'd be literally crying of happiness. <laughs> I want to watch when he plays the first time. Um, <laughs> you've you've hit the point that I, I missed to say there. So the the price might seem stark unless you're familiar with MMOs. Most MMOs carry a subscription fee, which means every month you pay 10, 12 quid or whatever to get access to the game. And then I've never liked the kind of the, 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 the feeling of guilt that gives you, I've got to get the most out of my game. So I'm enslaved to this title for the month. And now I've got to play as much as I can. Um, or I just forget about my subscription at the end of the year. I'm kicking myself for having spent 120 quid on a game I played twice, you know? So neither of those I really like. And this is where they, they talk about, you know, MMOs. And there aren't so many where it's basically pay once, play forever. And that means pay once for the current content set and play forever. They are planning to support the game and of course the development, the further development through expansion packs that will be paid later on, which I really like. And so for someone who doesn't like feeling guilty for having to pay, you know, out the veins every single month, I think Orbis has started on the right foot. Is 36 quid a bit high? I still think it is. I think I would have liked it to see come in around like 25 or something. But given it's an MMO, I'll say leave that to the MMO fans. And I'll, I'm an FPS guy, so I'll shut up at that. Um, Mike or Nathy, anything else you want to say about Orbis before we move on to number three? So they made a, a really interesting point about the price and they said that they didn't want to reduce the price any further because they wanted to attract dedicated players rather than people that would just hop in and, and like kind of mess around. They want a, a community that are dedicated to the game. Good point. So, so I, I kind of guess that if you have that price, then you're going to get dedicated players that play it regularly. Um, so that's why I'm kind of excited to try it out. Um, but yeah, it looks super interesting. I've never played Orbis before, but I know a lot of people in my Discord particularly are very excited about it because it's coming to Quest as well. Um, so it's going to be very accessible. And they've even uh, decided in my Discord they're going to start their own like guild uh, and do stuff together. So I'm super excited to see how they get on with that and, and go on their little ad adventures together. So yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Nice, nice, nice. Um, maybe we'll get we'll catch some time together. Who knows? <laughs> I know it's a rare thing, but who knows? It's very maybe. rare. Very rare. Um, okay, third and final title. This title is by Sign Sign, uh, which I thought was a great name, being a as I said, engineer on the last one. Uh, this one launched on April twenty fifth. So actually, everything I've talked about today uh, has already launched, and you can go away and just go ahead and play it. Uh, so this is called Prose Episode One Enlightenment. Uh, so this is the first segment of a game. I should have mentioned earlier, Gadgeteer is in early access. This title is not, this is the released bit. And actually there was a free demo called Pro's Prologue available on Steam before. It's still available for download. So if you want a taster, go check it out. This is uh, the first episode in the Pro's series. It's a VR survival adventure, very pretty graphics, uh, quite dark kind of dramatic look to the game. Um, and actually reminds me a little bit of um, Red, um, What's that game, Mike? That you finished? That we uh, shoot? Never mind. I've, uh, I'll, I'll come. I'll come back to it. Red, um, the Russian one. Red. Oh, Red Matter. Red, red matter. matter. It feels like the environments look to me a little mm. bit like Red Matter. Yeah, if right. I was to classify it in terms of how it looks and feels. But the idea is, it's a story of past and present. So I think you're going to be jumping between time zones. Whether or not that's the same character or different characters, I can't tell. But it focuses on this concept of enlightenment and experiments around enlightenment. And I'd actually urge people to go and watch the trailer to hear the audio description. Uh, quite eerie. Um, and it's essentially, you know, these two connected stories, one which is in the 1970s, where you're following the story of a Soviet engineer, and the other one which takes place in modern day. There's this massive conspiracy, and you're trying to work all this out. It's a single-player title that's going to be landing for PCVR, or has landed for PCVR and Windows MR. Uh, price is £16, so I think that's actually, again, 
perfect pricing in my eye for an indie title. It's called Prose. Um, this is the first bit of it, and I'm very keen to hear feedback of what people uh, think of this one. So again, another puzzler. Uh, what do you guys think about Prose? Well, someone in the chat says it looks like Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. This is like a classic title. It's so old, but it kind of does. Yeah, yeah. kind of does. So, well, there's that. Okay. So the final yeah, thing nice. I wanted to say, and, and again, reflecting on the fact that we don't seem to have much releasing this particular last week running into the first week of May, there's like very almost no news out there, <laughs> is that the developers behind Five Nights at Freddy's VR promised us in blood, okay, this they didn't, but they <laughs> promised us in blood uh, that by the end of April that that would land on PSVR. And I very much doubt now that it will. So it must have been delayed, but it was on across all the different sites. We played it, it was very playable. It, it packed something, must be holding them up. I've written to the devs begging them for a bit of snippet of information. Nothing back so far. So, again, as I said earlier, if this is something you're looking forward to, ping the devs and let's get a bloody release date out of them. All right. A bloody <laughs> yeah, release date. A bloody release date. That's I can't it. wait till next week when Zim has to reel off 50 plus launch titles during his <laughs> releases segment. <laughs> that, that's going to happen, definitely. So, Mike, back to you. Thanks very much, man. So uh, our first topic of today's uh, show, main topic, is uh, Mario Odyssey on Nintendo Labo VR. Uh, Nathan got to try it out this week. Uh, I'm super intrigued about what your experiences uh, and your thoughts about what this experience is, uh, was. Uh, I've seen some crazy people hooking up their PSVRs as well yeah. to their Nintendo <laughs> Switches to play uh, yeah, That's something Zelda. new that happened today. It's like fresh news. Yeah, so uh, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. But yeah, go ahead. Let's uh, let's hear what you thought of uh, Mario Odyssey uh, okay. on, on me, the Switch. Let me put it on my wise head. <laughs> yeah, of course. For the audio <laughs> listeners, it's, uh, it's a Mario cap. <laughs> Proper Mario cap. That's the new one, right? This is, uh, this is life-size, so... Imagine how big Mario's hat would be compared to mine. Uh, yeah, this is from the Nintendo Club. It's like one of the last merchandise items you could get back in the days. But anyways, uh, yeah, I played uh, um, Mario Odyssey in VR, this this VR experience. And um, it's a short one. It takes you around, well, let's say 15 to 20 minutes to finish. Um, you got a mission. You have to find nine band members. And you have to find these band members in three different uh, levels: the beach, the um, like Cap Kingdom, and there is another one. It's called Lunch Luncheon. Luncheon. I, I don't know how to pronounce. It. I was kind of confused by the name. And what does it even mean? Can luncheon. someone explain? It's, it's almost like you get like luncheon meat. Do you know? What oh, I mean? luncheon. Lun yeah, yeah. Because it was like this this environment yeah. full of like like delicious things. Um, yeah. So that 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 explains everything. Nice. Okay, now we know. Yeah, I was already like, <laughs> what the heck is this for a name? I'm a Dutchman after all. So hey, um, but uh, but yeah. So I um, so I had to find nine band members in these three levels, and what you had to do is you had to collect music notes, and these music notes would uh, unlock a instrument that you had to give to one of the band members. So that took me like 15 to 20 minutes. Um, it, it basically was a, like a mini game, mm. uh, very short, very short and, and super simple. Um, and in the, in the first level I played, Cap Kingdom, um, it was this familiar level that you play as one of the first levels in Mario Odyssey when you start off. Um, but my head was stuck at one place. So I had to use a swivel chair to look around and I had to control Mario from, from a distance. I couldn't get any closer. I couldn't teleport to different camera angles. It was just this set camera angle. Um, 
And let's say if Mario was very far away, um, you had to use an actual digital zoom <laughs> to get to him. So you could zoom in and then see him. But since the zoom was so far, my my head starts to, you know, you can oh, really see your, your head bump and you, yeah, you see it wobble. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, like when we were talking about this before it came out, um, I, I can remember that I said like, yeah, this is going to be, you know, Nintendo magic where Mario is going to to interact with you in, in new ways we, we would have never imagined before. Well, that didn't happen. No, <laughs> it was quite disappointing. Mm. It's an okay experience, I would say. I, I think what I've seen on the internet, what, what I've seen pop up was a bit extreme. It's an okay thing. I think kids, again, will enjoy this, but I did expect more from it. But the worst thing I experienced, and this is, this is quite funny too, actually, is that I, uh, I wanted to play all these levels, but then I found out that on my main account, because I didn't finish uh, 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 Mario Odyssey just yet, I had to first finish the entire campaign to then play the VR experience oh, in seriously? its complete form. Yeah. So, so let's say if you if you played Super Mario Odyssey and you finished Cap Kingdom, this is the first level you go into. Then you can play that one in the VR mode too. If you played the beach and you finished that one, then you can also play that level, so on, so on. Um, so luckily, my nephew, who has been using my Switch for a while now, already finished the game. So... This way I could play the whole thing, but otherwise you can't. So hopefully they will unlock it just for free because I think that's way, mm. way more fun. But maybe they want to use the VR mode as leverage to to get people into Mario Odyssey and finish it first to, you know, maybe maybe kids when they play are like, oh, I really need to finish it to get into VR. I don't know. Maybe the excitement is really taking them somewhere. Um, but didn't but, you also say that um, you could only play through it once as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no so, so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to record it for a video on my channel, but then after I played it, I was like, "Can I reset it?" But I couldn't. As far as I know, I couldn't. So you must be able to do that somehow, right? Um, well, I could delete my entire save game, but that would mean I have to play the entire campaign again. Surely they wouldn't take a Mario. Why would they take a Mario? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe someone can confirm that you could reset it. But I checked it. I couldn't. I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, so at the end, when I found all the band members, and there were, uh, as I said, nine in total, um, you were watching this 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 concert, and it was like uh, the 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 band playing the music, like the the, the theme song from from the new Super Mario Odyssey uh, a game. It's it, what is the name of this song? I'm I'm not sure. It's like jump up in the air, dun, 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 dun. it's a it's a really catchy song. It's great. Yeah. It sounds I know awesome. Which one you mean? Uh, yeah, and you can also like uh, put up your Mario. Like after a while, you're totally <laughs> into it. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like for kids, fine. But I was like, what the heck did I just play? I thought I was really going to get into this built from the ground up for a VR Mario Odyssey mini game. But huh. no, I think I think the the only thing that I thought was annoying was the fact that I could not move my head to different places or a camera that would follow Mario along. Because if you played Edge of Nowhere, if you played Lucky Steel, Chronos, or Moz, or any any other third person title, you know that there are many techniques to make a third person title pleasant to play and to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
But in, in case of this one, you feel the disconnection. It's like you're a security camera spying on Mario, but it doesn't feel like you are a part of the adventure. Well, with Edge of Nowhere and those VR titles that have been built from the ground up for mm -hmm. VR, you feel like you are a part of the journey because you follow the character along, this camera goes around it and it's super cinematic. But in this case, it's like, yeah, well, goodbye, Mario. Uh, I can use the zoom to still see you, but yeah no no it's a, um, so it's a shame that they didn't capitalize on any of like the interaction from like astrobot or moss where you can actually like high five the yes, character astrobot also also an awesome example yeah no yeah high-fiving or maybe uh, mario would throw his cap at you and something would happen or no there was nothing really uh, between you and mario happening no. how would you do that mike how, how would you um because having not played the nintendo labo vr do they have trackable objects in the game that the headset's no, no, no. tracking no, 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 but I'm just giving it as an example like of interaction in VR well, that's worked really well. Or yeah, yes. or something like that, like he waves to you or something like that. There isn't, doesn't seem to be any interaction between no. you and him, which is a shame. Now, I, I played these 10 to 20 minutes hmm. this way, so I had to hold it. And the interesting part is Nintendo gives you a warning every, I don't know, 5 to 10 minutes. Hey, maybe you should take a break. <laughs> because oh, it does get it does get heavy after a while you're like oh i can't do this anymore and you're you're playing like this um so in this case i would have preferred a virtual boy instead like a stand <laughs> to play i was it. just about to say but that. i honestly i don't think it's as bad as the press was writing about it i think you should still keep in mind that this is for kids i'm not saying that you should then deliver a bad vr experience I think camera technique wise, they could have done better and interaction as well. Interactions would have been uh, a great add-on, but the camera angles were just not good enough. <laughs> I felt like, no. So I'm really no. curious because, and I think none of us have played it, but just to ask the question, Zelda was the thing that I saw on Reddit getting Ooh. totally shafted. Like, I've seen people I, saying I, in the chat as well that it was exactly exactly the same as what Nate was describing for Mario with like the camera problems and like that yeah. it's not worth it at all. But it, but I've also seen in chat that it kind of that Mario was mediocre, but Zelda was bad. You know, and that's generally yeah, what did. I've taken from the internet as well. So. Yeah, yeah. We haven't tried Zelda yet. No, no, I no think... like Mario was okay-ish and uh, Zelda, I haven't tried it yet. And I, what, what I've seen so far is that, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say if it's bad or not because I didn't try it. Obviously it wouldn't yeah. be fair to say anything, but what I am going to say is that when I played Zelda on my switch, the first time I, I uh, got my switch, uh, Zelda was the, was the game I played. Yeah. And I noticed straight away that I was like, Hey, it's dropping frames. And it was kind of sometimes didn't really mm -hmm. perform that well. So imagine then doubling that game into this VR mode and then trying to, I don't think it runs. I don't think it's able to run. And mm -hmm. I don't know why, why Nintendo takes the risk to even then introduce that VR mode. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's weird, right? I think the, the issue here is that the Mario experience is like, what, 10 to 15 minutes long. Uh, but Zelda is like a you know this you can play game. this game for like 70 hours <laughs> but you're not going to play for 70 hours holding a, a switch like this you're going to have like arms Dude, like, the only thing, do it the only thing that i can see like it being useful for is the camera function there hey yeah, because you have like the first person camera mm. where you can take pictures with and zelda of like certain sceneries Mm -hmm. If they would do that in VR, that would be that would be okay still. <laughs> so I, I think I get kind of get the impression then that that 
this Nintendo Labo VR so far, like the original kit and the experiences that come with the kit, yeah. I think we've all agreed are, are pretty legit. Which, which is exactly what we said as well, that we were expecting, you know, the kit itself to be like the main experience and these mm. like Mario Odyssey and Zelda are just going to be things that are like a little bit gimmicky probably. Yeah, yes. but but no. I did have, like I, I did have hope with Mario Odyssey because we knew they yeah. announced this. They said like, we're going to build something from... From, well, from scratch, maybe not for VR, but at least for. So I was like, oh, this is this is this might be something. Yeah, I don't know. Shame. Maybe the like the the expectations were so high after mm-hmm. everyone tried the Nintendo Labo VR kit that this is this is not really in the same ballpark. Yeah. Um, and, Seems uh, like a bit of a missed the, the opportunity. The chat is also there. saying that someone will probably tape it to their head now for seventy <laughs> hours to go and get that completion. And uh, uh, someone, uh, Buck three one three one, is saying that someone has created a three D print for a Switch headset. So wow. Well, wow. it's already happening, boys. I, I've I've been watching a lot of what Disrupt are doing on YouTube, and they, they did other. I like this is exactly where Disrupt should come in, guys. You're freaking nuts already. Please go do this. Uh, this is my challenge. The F reality challenge is, guys, go create a video. I, tr- I promise you, it's going to go viral. Complete Zelda in the Labo, okay, with the VR thing. If your eyes don't fall out, I'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking the exact same thing with Disrupt. I was like, I'm waiting for his uh, his, uh, his Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, completion yeah. on the on the Nintendo Labo VR. Yeah, but yeah, I, so- I think I think the like if I if I look at the chat and the people that did try it, I think what you can compare the Zelda experience with is is far backs in a way. Right. That's kind right. of what it uh, is. Right. Um, if let, let's say I can uh, make a recommendation here of something that is very nice to play. There's this. Zelda first person mm. demo that you can try. It's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where you can exactly find it. It's not on Steam or anywhere, obviously. Uh, unless uh, that's been removed by Nintendo. Uh, well. It's not. It's not removed just yet. Okay. okay. Um, but that's something you could play, and it's it's like going back to the classics, and you can mm-hmm. fight uh, all kinds of mini bosses. It's super awesome. It's really yeah. cool. So overall, uh, kind of disappointing. Yeah, because we. The th- thing I was gonna say is. We expected Nintendo to have a solution we hadn't heard about for the not Rowdy. I know Rowdy. <laughs> Rowdy's in chat saying like, "I definitely said okay. I get. I got it. You were definitely <laughs> on the corner, the Rowdy corner for this one." But I mean, the other, the other sensible lads in in, <laughs> in the conversation, <laughs> like we're like, Nintendo's going to have this solved, right? Nintendo don't mm-hmm. generally just flub it, and it feels like they kind of did. It's really yeah, puzzling. They didn't. they didn't at all. Like because we even said it on the on the on the previous episode that. Level kit is that is what it is. It's a level. It's a level kit. It's for kids to like experience virtual reality. Yeah. It isn't. It isn't really a virtual reality headset per no, no. se, as your way you play games with. It's making the headset. That is like eighty five percent of the experience, and then the rest. That's like you know. Oh, what can I do with this now? And that is it. And we also talked about like that creation that you like. You can like start creating your own kind of little games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is more like what 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 the level kit is for. It's not for Mario or Zelda. Like people buying Mario or Zelda for playing in VR are just playing wrong. So what you, know, so what you but, say is, Rowdy, you're basically saying like this is kind of like getting sliders sliders, you know, a couple of mini hamburgers on a plate, and you're you're not meant to like expect that to be a meal. You expect that to be a taster, right? And and that's. <laughs> same thing here like you're saying even with the even with the health warning messages the take a break messages that nathy has had it's telling me that software wise they're trying to push you out of the headset and say you know you're only meant to be here for five or ten minutes you know feck off you can't <laughs> even hold it for longer at least not with my muscles 
But I, I thought like having tried the Nintendo Labo and it definitely exceeded my initial expectations of it, that these would also do the same. But it turns out yeah. I don't think that is the case. No, it was it was it was underwhelming. Although, yeah. you know, getting a peek into into for the very first time officially into Mario its world through through uh, like the goggles is amazing. You're like, wow, this could in the future become like something because I still feel like Nintendo, if they uh, like, if the success of Labo uh, keeps on, you know, rolling, um, they could they could bring so many so many amazing third person VR experiences to the table and funky they, different they, game they designs. They master they master the art of third person games. There is no other company I know that nails it better than Nintendo. Well, so. Astrobot did pretty amazing i think they have some hot heels to to follow there because i, mean, I, I think, think nate means more in general yeah yeah like yeah. His, history right like the history but, of of nintendo with you know this third person third, camera yeah, third person. yeah. yeah. Well, most of their games they made are third person but well, i think for, if, if nintendo legitimately legitimately wants to make a mario in vr then astrobot has already set the bar and they need Absolutely. to exceed that so yeah they need to make if they, if they yeah. legit want to do it you're not going to hold this and then no. play it for 70 hours if they legit no, gonna, gonna do it they're not going to do it on switch no, and I no. love if Switch. If they're but... going to do it, they then well, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they won't. <laughs> so enough of that then. But so overall, I think to summarize, yes. we had high expectations, didn't quite meet our expectations. Press F eight in the chat. But Nintendo Labo VR <laughs> is legit and is worth checking out if you own a Switch. But maybe yeah, not these experiences. Yeah. Um, so our final uh, topic of the show this week is our predictions for Facebook F eight. This is the event we've all been waiting for. Uh, this event is taking place in San Jose at the McHenry Convention Center, which we're all familiar with, as that's where Oculus Connect is held every year. Uh, if you want to know uh, when the keynote starts, it starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time uh, on Tuesday, the 30th of April, which is just a couple of days away now. Mm. Uh, that means it's 6 p.m. Uh, UK time, 7 p.m. in Europe. So you can check out the live stream, which is going to be on Facebook. Uh, they're going to stream the whole event, so you'll be able to see how it all unfolds. Um, and in lot- Oculus venues as well. Oculus venues, you can watch it in Oculus venues, which is only on the Would go. You though. Go? That's brilliant. Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do it that way. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's gonna be kind of interesting. Uh, I've seen a lot of people posting uh, speculation, rumors, release date rumors, pre-order rumors, Best Buy employees being given god status, and <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen the videos everywhere. Those those update videos. They're like I I can't escape them. Yes. But the thing is, it's all speculation and rumor. Like we legitimately don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday, whether they're going to, they're going to launch the headsets there or they're going to be pre-orders and they're going to ship them later. Like we just don't know how it's going to play out. So we thought it'd be kind of interesting to have some predictions of ours. Maybe just read some well predictions you mean. Yeah, like Nathie's, you know, got one headset to eat already. So maybe we can like bump that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, I'm going to throw my first prediction out there on the table. Are you ready for this one? Do okay, it. Ho- sure. Hold on to your butts. I predict that Mark Zuckerberg will be on stage. <laughs> Damn it, he took my prediction. <laughs> wow, <laughs> hey. Nice, hey, yeah. Totally, so, totally accurate. So, 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 of course, that's, you know, just a joke. But uh, what predictions <laughs> really? do you guys have? Because, you know, obviously, the, the, the biggest rumor, of course, is that this is where they're going to announce the quest and the rift s um it's gonna happen sometime and you know spring only lasts so long you know yeah (laughs) exactly they've not got much longer so what about you guys i think zuckerberg will come on stage then he does a backflip with an oculus quest and he's like this is awesome 
Go so check you, it out now. Using the pastry mode, he'll walk on yeah, stage. Yeah, with yeah, it, yeah, with yeah. He does some yeah, sick tricks, that, doing that some breakdance cool. moves, you know, spinning on the floor and sells it straight away to everyone. Even better, he does a backflip off into the audience. The audience parts because nobody likes Zuckerberg <laughs> yeah. anymore. He breaks his Crowd spine there. Over. It's revealed only two weeks later that it was a stunt double. Then he comes on stage for real at a press <laughs> event, unveiling that Mark Zuckerberg didn't die. And that's when Quest is launched. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. Also, okay. feel free to play along in the chat, by the way, if you've got any predictions about when the quest is going to launch or when it's going to release or when you're going to get hands on it, let us know. We'd love to know. Um, but what I'm also really hoping for is that we get some more information about games because we've had a lot of sort of games announced up to the run up, uh, you know, during this quest countdown. Um, but what I haven't seen that many of is that many shooters, really, which is uh, unusual yes. because shooters tend to be like the most staple of VR. You mean multiplayer ones in specific? Um, specifically, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we've got Robo Recall, which is a solid shooter in VR, yeah. but we haven't really had any, like you say, multiplayer shooters like Pavlov or Onward or, you yeah. know, Fire um, Zone. Yeah. So I, I would like to see more of that. You know, if, if we get some uh, really solid multiplayer first yeah. person Even if it had which, one, which one would you choose then out of out of all of them i would love something like onward or pavlov to be announced as a quest title i think that would be awesome so so cool um, but it's going to be tricky I, I, i've read i've read on reddit because i've been uh, today been like uh, scrolling around that the, the pavlov devs were denied uh, a headset or they didn't get a headset uh, so mm -hmm. it's unlikely that they will hit quest but uh, people have been saying in the on Reddit that onward might be might be on there, so mm. fingers crossed. That would be super interesting, I think, and I think that would be like a you know, like you said, we said earlier, like multiplayer games they can make or break uh, sometimes, you know. But I think if you're a launch well, title and you're a multiplayer shooter, then you've got like a real good chance of yeah. of well, doing the well. The only one that is like officially announced is Dead and Buried. Of course, yeah. sorry, I did, I did. That, that's that but it's not a competitive shooter uh I, I think dead and buried was a fun game but it's not something you're going to play on a competitive level i kind yeah. of i think um was uh was box vr already uh, confirmed for the headset i think it was I'm not mistaken not sure and this is the problem like there's so many like yeah, there's 50 remember. plus titles um it's yeah. going to be interesting to see if the, they list them all somewhere because exercise for me it by yeah, the channel is so confirming it, by the way, as well. Uh, Vivian is saying that Dante keeps dropping hints that it will be on Quest. Dante being wow. the developer for Onward, mm -hmm. and apparently I was wrong. It wasn't uh, that they weren't denied a headset, uh, the, the developers from Pavlov, but that they ignored emails from Oculus. Says uh, Aaron Thompson. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's they a totally different ballpark. Yeah. Interesting, hmm. interesting. So, uh, in terms of games, um, you know, like. I know we, we know some of the games that are coming out already. Which are the ones that you're most excited about? Your personal ones that you're most the excited number about? One? Maybe like your top two or top three. My number one list. is Journey of the Gods. By nice, Fire. good choice. But that's also good because choice. I haven't played everything Quest yet, but that's something something I want to finish for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so my top uh, two, um, number one is Vader Immortal. I'm super hyped for that. Mm. And number two, I'm actually really, really excited about Face Your Fears 2. And it's kind of interesting, like this, this title hasn't really hit many people's radar that it's coming out because they don't really have a launch trailer that no. I've seen. Um, but me and Zim got to try it out at OC5. And it was one of those games that Zim was like, hey, Mike, you, you need to try this one. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Because I, I really liked Face Your Fears on the go. So they were like little bite-sized uh, scary experiences. Some of them were freaking terrifying, by the way. They're like, really, really good. good. I really, almost really had a heart good. attack in the Even Spider the one. 
uh, yeah, ama- amazing. So the fact that this is kind of a fleshed out game, uh, apparently it's like four to six hours long. And then once you've completed oh, wait, it, you how, get... how much? Four to six hours. Four to six. Four to six hours of fear. No. <laughs> yeah, like with a storyline uh, yeah. pulling you through the experience. And once you've completed it, you then get access to the highlight jumps, scares, posh, uh, like portions Portion. of the game. So you can play those little huh. bite-sized bits, like three, five, three to five no, minute no, bite-sized no. bits you know to your friends and family. That? You know what they did that so that when you finish the game, you can like give it to someone else and say, yeah. "Here, you yeah. should try this." And exactly, <laughs> exactly. Feel my pain. No, but I'm, I'm with you, Mike. It felt like if I was to say, "Here's what Resident Evil on PSVR felt like." Take the, all the bits where you're walking around and getting scared while you're moving. Take that the fact that you have actually locomotion. Put that into a horror game and mm-hmm. and strip it down a little bit like the textures aren't as good and things like that but it doesn't dent the the horror part of the experience i mean if you played face your fears one of the things is they kind of did everything they could uh with you sat still and yeah. this game isn't that way you actually move with it and there are some things they do that are quite tricky that use good i'll call it room scale but mm-hmm. I, I like to call it um chameleon room scale because you might be facing this way this is the thing that changes when you're not just normal PCVR. They can f with your uh, with your orientation, and they mm-hmm. do it. So, like, you go into a shed, and then there's some spiders crawling at you, and you're, you're backing away from that. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. while you're doing that, they're like turning the level around, and now you're facing a different way. And, yeah. and it's like that. That is another level of horror because one thing that we've all gotten really good at, I'm convinced, and if you're into VR, you will have, is basically tracking two realities at once. But when they do this scene shifty thing, it's a bit yeah. like um, sightline the chair. Your orientation yeah. goes out the door, and yes. there's a level of immersion trickery that comes yeah. with that. And then that's probably what I'm most excited for with Quest. Yeah, it's exactly. so new. Devs have been toying with it in behind the scenes. That's what you, I want to see. You know, the illusion you're playing with. It's like a trap door that that suddenly opens. You didn't even notice that you fell into it. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's they also pulled it off with super hot, super hot, Connect, and that was going to be uh, on where, my list. Like where super you hot. turn around and suddenly there's a hallway that wasn't there before, and then you and then you constantly walk in in a circle, but it feels like it's super big. Like Unseen Diplomacy yeah. was the first title to to create this this whole yeah. magical right. thing. Um, but I'm going to throw another thing in here. What game do you guys think is going to be bundled with the Oculus Quest because I'm sure it's not going to just launch without any title at all, right? It's going to launch with something. They really could though. They haven't launched their past titles with with anything, but it's obvious what we all want and what the internet's been demanding, which is Beat Saber. Of course, yeah, Beat Saber. I actually think it's going to be something else. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it could be, but it could be something else. But if there's, if you're asking me which should they bundle it with, then I'm going to be saying Beat Saber because it's the game that everyone who knows VR wants to kind of play well the asgard's wrath can't get, go without oh, wait, that's not, quest, not quest and the other quest, way around quest. so the, so the two titles that i think could be bundled with the headset are uh dead and buried because it's it's made by oculus They've themselves before, um, yeah. Gun, gunfire yeah. games passed the torch over to them and they developed the sequel um or it could be robo recall because robo recall yeah but, was bundled but those, with those the are the ones that are indeed likely to be bundled but if you're asking yeah. me which i would want to see bundled with it then it's b saber yeah it's, it's definitely going to be a social social game because they want all the new players to kind of meet up and that's what they did with the bundle with oculus rift with marvel powers united they wanted all these new folks to join up in this title and meet each other and get their first vr experience mm-hmm together so i think they will yeah they they will go for something multiplayer i don't know if dead and buried is really the 
the title to to show in that sense but no. yeah as you said there's no other multiplayer shooter i hope they don't do uh, that mike I, I really hope they don't go for those titles the reason i say it is this is another situation where the original game boy launched with tetris it was a combination that changed the dimension for so many gamers and that device was like it was just a gorgeous combination beat saber and quest together is the combination that belongs there they have a path for for the economy side of this you can buy dlc you've got the base game but you can buy dlc like that seems like yeah. they've already laid the foundation for launching this together it's the only game that should in my opinion that should go bundled with it that's pre-installed on the device the other stuff should be downloadable like robo recall should yeah. be downloadable uh, dead and buried but maybe um, the only the only thing that that could because someone could buy a license for like it depends on the beat uh, beat saber team of course if they do this but it could be that they're like, okay, if you want to, you can license it with our like with with a headset. But it could also be that this is an exclusive where mm. there's one company who puts so much money on the table, like let's say Index, where it's like, listen, we want this ex exclusive only for the Index, and it's gonna bundle with that. I don't know, but I'm I'm just guessing here where it could be that you you can use like Beat Saber is this one game you can use as leverage for mm. for a product you mm. sell. I don't, I, I don't think Beat Saber is supporting that idea, but... No, um, no but definitely not. There's because a chat I, question here directed, and I think this is at Mike, because Mike, you went to that London event with Oculus and Press. Techmaster1409 is saying, Ruben said there won't be anything other bundled with the Quest for 399. I think he said something like that at the London event, but I hope it will be bundled with some games. Do you have anything mm. to back up that comment? Um, so I, I didn't actually hear, hear that comment um, from Jason Ruben about no games being bundled. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't any game bundled, but it would be nice if there was. Um, mm -hmm. But in in terms of like uh you know beat saber yeah of course everyone would love that it would be like the icing on the cake if you bought a quest uh but in terms of the the games that you're looking forward to then zim what were the, the, what the two one was super hot did you say and super hot for the stuff so the trickery at on the show floor at oc5 when we got our first hands-on with quest the demo although it was running kind of low frame rate at the time the demo of of super hot was like Nathy said, the, the closest thing to unseen diplomacy, which tricks you, you walk around mm. corridors. I love that in a game because it immerses me in a way. So, so mm. definitely super hot. Um, and the second one, I mean, I, I, it's got to be simple. Um, other than things that I know that I can't say, um, it has to be, it has to be Beat Saber. I love Beat mm -hmm. Saber. You know, mm. I want to, I want to dance and prance, dance and prance in my room with Beat Saber. And I, I just am hoping that we're going to very quickly get some kind of anti-sweat device that helps with the equipment because I don't, I don't want to wreck it and not allow my wife to go in it because I'll tell you, she does not want to touch any headset when I've been sweating into it. So mm. You know what they For should me, do? They um, should announce like a demo disc like they did with PSVR with all these small yeah. demos on there. Oh, like a downloadable? Try them on the Quest. Yeah, oh. smart. Very smart to do a taster. Yeah. I don't like that kind and, of stuff. And Rowdy, what, what's Rowdy's corner? Yeah, for me, because uh, I see the Questel as a very different kind of device. I'm, I know that I'm always saying like, oh, I want like single player experiences. So the most yeah. logical thing would be indeed for me to say like, you know, Journey of the Gods or like uh, Vader Immortal. But because I see the Quest as such a, a device that is so easy to take with me and to show other people, mm. I'm more on the lines of like indeed like thinking super hard Beat Saber, but also Sports Scramble. Like, mm. you know, just trying out that and like uh, showing that to other people. I think it's just an awesome kind of like those kind of games to be playing that with like multiple kind of people and then just sharing that around. Sports really Scramble though, so. really? Yeah, like the the ones that we played uh, on the uh, on mm. OC5 as well. 
The one yeah, with like the it, tennis racket and stuff. I mean, that game yeah, is I love that. me for me. That's like a garbage pile game. <laughs> like I don't oh, want to no, touch I, that. I, I love that. I, I, love I don't. That. I don't know. Like I, yeah. I, I thought that a little bit, but when I played it more at Boston, I was, mm. I was enjoying it way more than I yeah. thought I it did. Was, it was fun. fun. It was hilarious. I, I mean, I, I, I've played tennis for the majority of my life, and it's not a tennis game mm. at all. No, like, you know, it's nothing. Come, comes nothing close to it. Not a sim. No, but it does feel very satisfying. I, I did have a lot of fun, like just messing around with that. So, and I can already imagine like me being on a party taking it with me so we're going to do something crazy now put it on like you know everyone gets to go in it you know we we play together maybe multiple people have a quest you can play against each other you know there's going to be like so many kind of things you can do with that like yeah i'm I'm actually looking forward to trying it out not really for like you know myself it's like i want to you know get the best scores or that kind of stuff but more for like sharing it if if they if they don't bundle it people can still jump into uh, vr chat and rec room I don't know when they when they launch, but mm. yeah, Rec Room is, Rec Room is going to be so good. I I want to do the battle royale in Rec Room in Quest. That's going to be amazing. And the other thing I would say is, if you're not already subbed to the slightly toxic arena that is uh, the subreddits uh, for you know Rift, and I guess there's going to be a Quest one now. There is one. Oh, okay, one. yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, go sub on that and turn on notifications and stuff. And I say that because. The videos of people wrecking their houses, TVs, and stuff, and hitting their dogs or whatever, <laughs> is going to be priceless for the next couple of months. Anyway, yeah. So the next question is: um, obviously, we know that the Quest is going to come with two different sizes: the 64 gig and the 128 gig. So one's uh, 399 US dollars. The bigger one, the 128, is 499 US dollars. Yeah. Same equivalent in pounds, by the way. If you're mm. uh, in the UK, sorry, but you know that we've always been screwed over with these prices yeah. forever. So I don't think it should become any surprise for you that you know the, the translation is always the same in pounds as it is in dollars. Mm. Um, but which one are you guys sort of uh, going to go for? Um, because you know we already have goes that we use as like maybe like media consumption uh, devices, uh, or, or uh, are you going to go for the bigger one just for games? I'm, I'm intrigued. I really don't know. I actually have learned from the Go, I'd say, because the Go, I I was super surprised that I could fit literally 90 installs uh, and still have breathing room Mm -hmm. in my 64 gig. I mean, there's a lot of games that are like 200 meg and games that are like you wouldn't expect. They've done serious work to compress for Go. Um, I kind of suspect, though, that games are going to start to inflate pretty fast. So although... I, my recommendation for most people is the lower one is totally fine. Go for the 399. Mm. I probably will go for the higher headroom because I'm a heavy content user. It, 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 I think it depends on what you are planning to play. If you are someone who likes to jump into a lot of multiplayer titles, you, of course, want to have them all installed. But if you play, let's say, a single player once, it's like you played it. So you just delete it again and mm. you go on to the next one. Uh, from a personal perspective, I would go for the 64 because then I would have more money to buy more games. Yes. Uh, from from a work perspective, of course, I want all the games to be on there all the time because I might have to go back for an update or show something off. Exactly. But yeah, definitely 64. I think it's fine to manage that. Yes. Um, and there is, of course, this possibility that you can modify it and add like extra storage to it yourself. What but about you, something Adam? that needs to first happen. I, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. It's... Uh... It's indeed like what you said, like, you know, 64 gigabytes is probably enough for like the most average user. Yeah. But since we're all pretty much power users, it might be wiser to go for like the higher version. 
Yeah, because um, I, I think I think the the average game roughly is going to be around two gigabytes. Um, that's the thing. Yeah. So I mean, you we, know, we like... don't. Of course, we also don't like what is the life cycle of this device? You know, like is this going to be a device that's going to be reiterated every year? Then you know, it doesn't make sense to get like a, like a, a bigger version. But if it like, takes like maybe five to six years or whatever, when when games maybe you know get a bit larger and they try to optimize things uh, things better, then maybe you get into trouble then. But yeah, that's just yeah. guesswork now. Like like from sixty four to one hundred and twenty eight, like that that one hundred dollars you pay as an extra is a lot of money. You know, it's a lot of money for just that extra. But there's a problem here, right? And the inherent problem with the go, I still haven't. I haven't seen a single thread of a, of a solution for this. Is how do I get my save games off? How do I mm-hmm. port my configure settings? Mm-hmm. Right? There's no tool right now to do that and i don't well, get it because we can pull you know we can pull all the other kinds of files off the device yeah. this is just an os but update. going going back to the basics like save games are saved on the internal storage i don't yeah. think oculus saves save games for you on their server because when i once deleted uh, marvel powers my complete save game was gone there's Wasn't... no cloud yeah that's no, what there i mean no cloud. it's on the device like when oh, I yeah, burn and my they headset. need a cloud to it's way easier if you have to do it yourself. That's old school. But that's cost, right? All, oh, all yeah. I'm asking is you can tether this device to a PC, pull the files off, and then you yeah. can back them up. Like I've had to restart five, six different games. It's a real pain in the rear to have to do that. And yeah. the problem here is, say you pick the 64 gig edition. Six months down the line, you're like, actually, I'm a huge Quest user now. I'm big into this, but I'm filling up and this is uncomfortable. I want to transition. If there's not a solution, to pull mm-hmm. your files off of that. And at the moment, I don't know of any jailbreak way or any method to pull the files down. You're screwed. So, so cross-buy cross in this case is going to be an issue too, where you're like, oh, I have this game on, but my save game is not going anywhere. So. Exactly. Yeah, like your your, your yeah. save game isn't cross-transferable. No. <laughs> no. no, it's not cloud-based. Um, if it was cloud-based, no. it would have been way easier. Way yeah, easier. exactly. Um, no. But I think, you know, my advice for people out there who are thinking about getting either the 128 gig or the 64 gig is really think about if you want to watch movies in VR, because watching movies in VR is actually an amazing experience. And I'd highly recommend it, by the way. It's a very immersive experience. You're not distracted by the, the world around you. So you can really just enjoy the yeah. movie, uh, which is great. And especially on the on the Quest with its uh, OLED panels, you know, it's going to look super nice, uh, especially in like big screen and other applications where you can watch uh, your sort of yeah. movie content on. Um, so I would say if you're that way inclined and you want to take your movie library away, around with you, then go for the 128 gig. Yeah. But like the others have said, mm. the, the 64 will be uh, more than enough for yeah. the average gamer. Yeah. In on case the movie of, point, uh, I'm just going to make one, one point on the movie point because I came across this recently. Like we've got two goes in our house. Why don't we have, you guys can tell me if you know of any apps for this, why don't we have the ability to sync up? Like why can't I get my wife into Netflix or Amazon account and me and watch something together. Because the point that you made, Mike, it's so easy these days to have a phone by your side, Twitter going or whatever, right? And and you're getting distracted and you miss plot points. You're just like, oh, that film wasn't great. But when you watch, I've noticed this, when you watch something in the go, it's like that bit more intense and immersive mm-hmm. yep. simply because you're forced to pay attention mm-hmm. to the whole thing. And actually, if you're a film director, you probably love VR for this reason because people pay attention to all the nuances that you spent hours refining in your in your in your piece um and yeah. i don't know why it's a simple thing like a wi-fi link between the two to just sync up our content like why doesn't and, that exist 
And this is a really good point that a lot of people have asked uh, about buying multiple quests for like family members and friends uh, that if they have the same account, can they play uh, the game at the same time? Uh, so say like, you know, you buy one uh. for you and your wife and you buy one copy of Tennis Scramble. Can you use the same account on both devices to play together? Well, not. that's not going to mm. be the case. You're going to have to create a separate account and buy the game twice, unfortunately, yeah, uh, yeah. to be able to do something like that. <laughs> Or four times if you four members of your family. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. But let us know in the chat, you know, are you going to be buying uh, the 64 gig? Are you going to be buying the 128 gig? Which game are you going to be buying on day one? Uh, you know, when do you think it's going to release? Do you think it's going to release during the uh, event? Or do you think it's going to be later that they're going to ship them out? We'd love to know uh, your suggestions. On, on the on the note of watching movies, uh, the, the Go is still a great device too to watch movies Amazing. with. And it's way yep. cheaper yep. than a Quest. So if you're... You know, on a on a budget, go is fine as well to watch movies with. Yeah, it, it's True. it's legit. Uh, yeah, this is absolutely. the reason why Go is super, even with the Quest for watching films, because this floppy back end to the headset for those audio listeners, it, there's there's no plastic, there's no rigidity. This is literally the equivalent of like a thick sock. That's what I would yeah. say in terms of the material. You can lie down anywhere except for on a rock. If you if you lay on a rock, then you're a muppet and you don't deserve to be watching films in go <laughs> anyway. But if you just lay down like on a whatever on a couch in bed on a plane, so nice for digesting content. And actually, I think Quest users are at a slight disadvantage for that reason. In that, if you want to lie down, if you've seen the back of the Quest, I don't think it's going to be as comfortable to lie down on that piece. Mm. Mm. I'm yet to test it, but um, let's uh, give yeah, that a go when we get the. the I, I think it's a little op to watch movies with, although maybe battery life and stuff like that might be a little nicer. Yeah. But Go is still a, a great entertainment yeah. device, very solid. So yeah. I mean, now we have been talking about the, you know, the Quest, but like Rift S is maybe not something I don't, we have been like, speaking we need about to keep a lot but it's it's f8 it's not an oculus event so like the majority of it will probably be i mean if there is anything about vr it will be the quest release we didn't um, talk about farmville that, yet i mean i mean there's there, is there a new iteration of farmville coming what are the new Farm social Real. features of facebook Farm, come Farm, on the, guys ne As a next developer. year there's elections oh. i is think that a lot of f8 is going to be about like um what they're going to do to like, you know, distanciate themselves or how they're going to like uh, monitor fake news. And that's, I think that's yeah, the majority yeah, yeah. of it because let's be fair, like Facebook has had a, a pretty rough time in the past couple of years, uh, especially mm. on that topic. So yeah. I think the majority of the events will actually. So you don't think that. Rift S will be. Yeah, I think it will be there, but I think, you know, out of the two devices, the Quest yeah. is obviously the most exciting yeah. one. You know, I think Rift yeah. S is legit. You know, it's 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 way better than I anticipated it was going to be, having tried it at, at PAX in Boston. I definitely want one. I definitely want a, that to be my headset of choice moving forward in, in you know, in the yeah. Rift ecosystem. You, you because... have no other choice with no restocking of the Rift. Like, well, if your warranty runs out, you got to buy it anyway. Well, I've got two OG riffs. <laughs> yeah, know, okay. I, well, so you so you have like a longer lifespan, but let's say technically, yeah. uh, the longer you you gotta buy one anyway. You gotta think, upgrade. I think really, you know, the resolu if, if you're a Rift owner already and uh, you've got a legit setup, you know, you've got your your sensors mounted on the walls, you've invested in like cable extensions and PCI expansion uh -huh. ports for USBs and everything else. <laughs> I think you're going to be fine for a little while longer. And I would probably say hold out unless you're really, really craving that slight resolution bump. Um, 
but I think for VR newcomers, like this is incredible. It's going to make VR way accessible uh, to to people just who just want to plug in a headset and have an experience, and then t- unplug it and put it in a box, and then you know yeah, leave it there for exactly. a few days. I, um, I have to say, I, I disagree with Bike that I think as a daily driver, Rift S for me was convincing enough to pay the money and get the bump because I think the bump the reason I say that yeah. is because it's like if I had if I had uh, different features on my fingers like eight different things like comfort and resolution and head strap and uh, sweet spot all these things uh, lens uh, god rays you know all that they've improved all of that in big push and so all of those changes combined together although if you just look, focus on resolution for instance not much if you just focus on all these little bits and pieces um, it, it's it's maybe not you know solely one thing but together it's it's the only headset on the market for me right now that I've experienced that does that leap, and I want to be using that headset every day. So even if I was a Rift owner and ch- choking on the fee of paying again for a headset, the three four hundred, uh, yeah, I, I would do but it. But that's also then, because like you're heavily invested into the Oculus platform. So in the end, like well, getting getting out of Oculus Home is going to be hard the moment you already not really you know, not for me. I, I'm not because I'm you know because. It, Oculus have us whitelisted on the on the platform. It means I don't pay for those games, so I don't yeah, have but if you, my yeah, ecosystem but, is yeah, actually okay. in Steam. But if you are a regular dollars. consumer, you you have to well sometimes you know spend your well earned money. I see what on you're a, saying. So an Oculus an Oculus Home purchaser is probably also has an additional incentive to keep buying. Yes, of course, of course, of course, of course, yeah. of course they do. I think I think next to the headset. I think you know the the like Oculus Home as a platform is very attractive because it's the only platform besides of course uh, sony their platform where they spend money on mm. making games yeah mm-hmm. first party uh, so yeah. and, and, and to to sort of just go back to zim's point you know although i i say that you know if you if you've got a rift you know you're probably going to be happy well all i'm saying is I, I don't think you're missing out in a major way although with that and i'll say that with the caveat that i won't go back to the original rift myself <laughs> like so it, it, it's, it's it's a diff, it's a difficult pill so, to swallow because yeah. You're essentially having the same experience with this slight improvements here, Improvement, but some yeah. some not so slight improvements in other areas. And can I counterpoint and, to, and, and actually support yeah, sure, you as well, Mike? Sure, sure, yeah. The index is coming. The quest yeah. is there, right? Yeah. Like you've got other things to spend your money on. So indeed, yeah. choose wisely. Yeah, but I would say, like you know, if if you're a newcomer to VR and you've been waiting, you've been maybe looking at a Windows MR headset because of the accessibility and ease of use, then this is where I would say Rift S has the edge over those mm. uh, and really provides a better platform for you. I, I think honestly, if you're a newcomer, go for the standalone genre because that's the way we're heading into. I think that's going to have the most impact on the VR industry in general. And yeah, if you if you're like this PC head. Yeah. Then, but then there is a lot. Like if you're if you're uh, on the PC side of things, then there is a lot to pick from. There's so many so headsets, much. and let's say yeah, the index drops, and Valve finally pushes Steam more, and actually also invests like Facebook on games. So they ask all kinds of developers to make titles for them. Then Steam will make its comeback, and then you finally have these two all mm. behemoth mm. platforms. Mm. Because right now, honestly, with the shuffleware that gets dropped on Steam. It's hard to compete with Oculus Home. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's just too hard. But the moment Index launches and they also spend time, money, and development on content, 
it's a legit it's a legit competition to but have that's all speculation yeah. of course we of don't course. know anything but about they, they have to i mean you can't you can't tell me that valve brings out this index they have these three games and the rest of the developers are not are just sitting like oh hey fun headset but okay so so if if the valve index <laughs> launches without any games you eat another head strap <laughs> <laughs> okay yes <laughs> what the heck yes. Um, yes. but well, hopefully could... like what, uh, what uh, like going back to the rift s i hope they will they they will not like do like they will not mention it at f8 because i still think if they separate these launches and they separate these announcements it's better for consumers in general because otherwise mm -hmm. it's going to be again so confusing to have these two headsets. Where would you launch though? Like, where would you make that next announcement? Would you just do kind of a private? I don't know. Internet last, gig? last moment spring. I don't know. Well, they might do it. They kind of did that before with you know talking about the S anyway. You know, versus Quest, mm. there was kind of less of a push. So, but maybe they'll do that. The one last thing I want to say about the Rift S before we sort of close up the show is that you know don't look at the specs alone and compare this to the Quest or the original yeah. Rift and don't think it's legit headset. Having tried it. Uh, it is legit that the display looks amazing. Like uh, Zim said, they've reduced the God rays. They've reduced the screen door effect. The screen is low persistence and is very clear in terms of its clarity. Um, it's not an OLED, uh, fine, but it still looks incredible and definitely like the way I want to experience games moving forward on the Rift platform. Yeah, I think yeah. the two losses in it are right. Like your uh, your color fidelity, like the blacks and probably the audio solution Those the, the, the audio things. is the biggest for me um but the other thing a point i just i forgot to mention was the the, the refresh rate you know like 90 hertz and 80 hertz like you cannot tell the difference it's as simple as that you you cannot tell the difference if you can see the difference watch the episode yeah. from last week from and last then week, right. you'll, you'll, you'll know why yeah. absolutely um, absolutely so if you've got any questions we've gone on uh, quite a bit uh, on today's show but we again we had a lot of stuff to talk about uh, so yeah. let me remind you about the show times so you've got any questions put them in the chat now we can read a couple out before we uh, finish up so just a reminder this is a weekly vr ar and mr talk show live streamed every saturday on youtube facebook and on twitch tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also, check out the audio version that you can listen to on your commute or as you're out and about strolling around town like I do. Uh, and you can check that out on iTunes, SoundCloud, on Anchor as well. Mm. Um, and a very this. nice comment to close off with is uh, Buck3131, who said, Surely the DAS will taste better as it's a deluxe headstrap. Joshua Johnson says, Do we need to send Nathie some sauce for the headset straps? You guys, like, you guys are going to be so surprised when Arizona Sunshine comes I, I'm going to laugh my, like, I might even make a video about this moment. Like, going back, like, hey, let's go back into history when that moment everyone thought I was a fool. But, no, but um, I, I will chew on it for sure. I don't I don't know if I'm going to do the Quest one, though, because I, I, I don't think I get an extra strap with that. And it would be a shame if it's all chewed up and I still have to use it, you know. But I, I still have some old straps that we can use, like this 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 raw, like Vive strap, this, this oh, no so funny smelling one, you know, that I've been oh, using God. for so long. It's been marinating um, for years, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, last but not least, also slam a like on this uh, video and let uh, us know you care. It would be nice. Yes. Thank yes, you. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for joining us live on the show this week. We always uh, appreciate you joining us live. Uh, of course, you know, catch up with the live stream on Tuesday from all the news at F8. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing a live stream myself. Are any of you guys going to be live streaming it as well? Yes. For F8, so, Nate, you mean shared like, yeah. Yeah, like doing a reaction thing. 
You, so Zim's going to be doing it on Twitch. I do Nathie's, everything live. Nathan's so going to be doing one on his channel. Live. Yeah, what a surprise. I'm going to be doing one on mine. So if you want to watch one of us's uh, reactions to the show, then uh, make sure you tune into our to our channels as well. Uh, have a great week. We'll obviously be discussing all the news on next week's show. So make sure you tune yeah. in for that. Thanks again and have a great week in VR. So for, yeah. for, for now, bye-bye Shout for now. Ciao. Bye. Take care. Bye. See ya.